2: Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehap-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Maury Forth, and with me, as always, my co-host, my tag team partner, the Eddie Kingston to my John Moxley, Mr. Matt Scott. Matt, how are you doing today?
3: Yeah, you never know what's gonna come out of my mouth. Um, I'm happy to be back, coming coming off the top rope. I was gonna say like Eddie Kingston. I don't think that's his thing, but uh, definitely happy to be here. Happy to be back. I'm 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 shot out of a cannon today, Mari. Let's let's do this.
2: Yes, it's our first time back in oof, uh, two months at least. Yeah, um, we had we took our brief hiatus. We're back. We We're refreshed. We're uh, ready to go. Um, Tell tell me a little bit about what you've been up to during the hiatus.
3: Um, Basically, from the moment that we stopped podcasting to now, I've been recording Cook Islands podcast with you and Taryn. (laughs) Um, It's gone on for about two months now. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) beyond our... Record breaking podcast with Taryn oh on Cook <laughs> Islands. That record will not last for too long. So let's nope. bask, in, bask in the glory like Keith Lee. Um, yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been good. I've been up to some things. I, I was able to take the extra time that wasn't spent podcasting and put it into um, my stuff with Let's Care, featuring changemakers, put a film, finished a film that I recorded like two years ago. So it's wow. out there. And I'm just, happy to be here i feel like it's been a productive time but i'm like it's good to get back into the rhythm of the wrestling rehab up what have yeah. you been up to
2: um oh my gosh so like since we left i was you know i stayed i stay busy i stayed podcasting mm-hmm. cuz i love busy. Yeah, yes um so uh big brother canada completely consumed my ro- my world like i was watching everything i was on 90 day fiance you know i was on on um, the bachelor uh podcast i was on okay, the um okay, okay. <laughs> I i on married at first fight podcast and then as what? soon as big brother canada came out i was like i none of it i stopped watching all of it just so i could sit by and watch the big brother canada like big brother canada yeah. was so good it was just so good great wow. just great interesting drama gameplay strategy like just silliness so i i i threw myself into that and while also podcasting about it you know uh podcasted yeah. about it a few times um during the season and it was just it was just a fun ride um sad it's over had a great winter um but other yeah other than that i've just been enjoying my time out i've been um you know spending time with my family um we we are currently looking for a house so we're doing trying to become homeowners so Mm. like big important stuff you know sometimes it's great i love doing these podcasts i love doing um i love doing uh Features we did the podcast we did the podcast mafia podcaster mafia the other day yeah I, we, I, I, yeah
3: we tried, <laughs> we, tried. I, I, we 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 did try that so was it, sad
2: yeah and it was a fun and I just I'm just glad I got it a was a bit lot of fun <laughs> yeah just to do family stuff but also yeah. still do silly silly rj stuff so yeah. um, explain can you explain to the listeners about the podcaster mafia if they haven't heard about it.
3: Okay, so <laughs> but basically a bunch of us podcasters like um, 15 or 16 or 17 podcasters from RHAP kind of came together and we played a game of Mafia, which I am not equipped to describe to <laughs> folks because that was my first time playing. Yeah, um, same. You know, <laughs> after the traumatizing experience, possibly the last time, but jokingly, no, I would love to play again. It's yeah. so fun. Um, And we... You know, whenever you bring like that many podcasters and personalities into a place, it's just like you never know what to expect. And it was all over the place. And um, I would encourage. Well, yeah, yep. if you want to see, if you want to see the YouTube version, which includes commentary from Puya and from Liana and mm-hmm. even from Mike Bloom, check that out. I still haven't watched it back because, yeah. um, you know, Mari and I got beat up a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to stop now because you can tell that I'm preoccupied. I'm kind of like Randy Orton earlier this year when uh, he was, you know, spitting out black oil because <gasps> that, beating, I just feel played. Are-
2: you're being hard on us. We did kind of good. So Mafia is basically in life among us. Like, if you played Among Us, it's in life Among Us. It's a group of people. You're trying to... There are killers. There are Mafia. And they're, you're trying to figure out who is Mafia, who is killers. It's, it's really cool. Um, go check it out on the RHAP uh, YouTube page. Um, Matt, like Matt said, there's the YouTube version. And you can see all of it. But basically, um, the <laughs> your, your podcast, we were the... Yes. Uh, mafia. Uh, me, Matt and Rob yeah. were the mafia for the first round. And we were doing, we were actually doing really good. We were actually. We were the first round did go good.
3: pretty well. Yes. It went pretty well.
2: And then we were foisted by our own petard. How dare we? I know, because we were too nice. Tell me this. Tell me this is not what happened, Matt.
3: We are going like, to take out Grace Leader next time. <laughs> no matter what, I know she's listening. We Grace, we're coming for you. We're yes. coming through you because we have a feud, and you know I know that you you're, you're going to come back to this podcast one day, coming in hot as Stella skews you. Yes. Um, I'm not even going to shade you and call you Stella skews me because I could have done that, but I'm going to be the bigger <laughs> person. Um, we should have taken you out, and we made a yes. mistake, and we yes. underestimated you and overthought everything. So
2: yes, former painful. friend of the pod, um, former friend of the
3: pod, never want to don't don't follow Grace, don't talk to Grace at high from grace on twitter um aka we, yes,
2: stella excuse you she got this out she she basically annihilated us and we lost
3: and then um, Chappelle called me out
2: yes for being I was quiet say, it's like again another whatever. former friend of the pod Chappelle, dog Sea dog never Chappelle coming back show. again Uh, he had probably also listening (laughs) he had his own special role and he also sussed us out he sussed Matt out so the both of them basically took us out so again it'll be the wrestling rehab up versus Sea dog and Stella at at SummerSlam book it actually
3: (laughs) I want to break this down a little bit more because I just want to touch on something else that came up you know Mari and I, we um, met in person for the first time Um, after our first season, believe it or not, even though we live in Washington, D.C. Pandemic, vaccines, great things. (laughs) Um, We were with Kevin and Nigel, um, otherwise known as just Nigel with a K at the beginning, couple (laughs) name. Um, But, you know, we posted our picture and um, Chappelle decided to show us up and post a picture yeah. with Jacob Jones. Not and not I think Jake there's Jones. a little bit of like a Texas alliance going on between uh-huh. Jacob Jones and Chappelle and Kelsey and Asia. And I'm just not ready for it. So, look, we're going to see what, what bubbles up. But yes, it's Scare Squad
2: versus us. We got us and we got Kevin and Nigel. So, we'll war game. War game. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully we can have jacob jones on the pod at some point yes. give him a, a wrestling name and then uh beat up on him um
3: yep <laughs> team up on him great <laughs> we uh, hopefully he doesn't hear this and and uh deny <laughs> okay. deny our request to have him on
2: but yeah so um <laughs> other than that it's been a great hiatus where we're we're back in form summer is Here, Uh, it's getting nice outside. It's kind of returning back to normal. So we are, we are vaxxed and ready for the summer. (laughs) We would suggest you get, you do so as well. Um, Other than that, we also want to hear back from you guys again. Are, you know, our emails are open. The emails, the DMs, they've been open. So sign in. Yeah. So if you want to send us any questions or comments, you can send them to wrestling at robhasawebsite.com. You can also interact with us on Twitter um, at wrestling Rehap up on Twitter and hashtag wrestling Rehap up tag that we'll see your questions. We'll see your comments. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll address it on the show. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. So reach yeah. out, Matt, where Please. do people find you on Twitter?
3: Oh, you could find me at Matt Scott GW on Twitter. Um, and beyond that, you know, we, Mari and I have still been around in the job has a squad cast group, a bunch of great wrestling fans in this RHAP universe um, and I'm also a patron so you could find me there too. But where are all of the places that Mari that Mari could find you that people could find <laughs> you Mari?
2: Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Mari talks too much again hit hit me up, hit us up. We want to hear from you. um we will also be doing some stereo um some stereo reaction podcasts, so if you follow mm-hmm. me and me and Matt on stereo, you can follow me at mari Talks too much. you can follow matt at matt scott GW on stereo right. um you can be there when we do our live reactions um you can uh submit your audio questions again, we want to hear your voices and you we can do. be included on the podcast so follow us yeah. there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we also have our own podcast feed. So if we you do. already haven't rate, review and subscribe to, uh, wrestling, we half up, uh, podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast Please, please do that. Please, um, yeah, five, so stars. Please, please, five, five stars, please. Five stars. Yes. Please. You got to give us those five stars. And if you leave a review again, we'll put it right here, right here at the top of the show. So you don't right even here. have to listen to the whole show. You can just listen yeah. to your review.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then check out. It's cool. And also share, share the podcast. But then you could go, you could leave if you want. It's cool. We appreciate you. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for your support and love and all of that. And for listening. For those who listened before, thank you for coming back. Um, for those who didn't listen before, thanks for joining us now. Um, and we're just so thankful. We're so thankful. But um, you think we we should get into it, or is there is there anything else we want to plug, Mari?
2: No, let's get into it. We've been away. We've been away for months. So gone. Um, I mean, it's absent. It's a whole...
3: <laughs> I was going to say deceased, but we, thankfully we are here.
2: <laughs> I know. I was like, what's going to be the next one?
3: <laughs> um, we're, we're having gonna... too much fun. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, this is. Wrestling is fun. In case you didn't miss, if in case you missed our last season of the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling is fun. We have a lot of fun doing it. Clearly, we haven't talked about it in a while, so we're gonna have a lot of fun and hope you have fun with us. And Mari, take yes. it away.
2: Yeah, so we we've been gone. So we want to hit you guys with all of our freezing cold takes from mm. all of the news. <laughs> Scalding that cold. We heard. <laughs> From all of the segments, um, the news that has been going on in the last two months, because, of course, you want to hear our out-of-date takes on stuff that's been happening while we've, while we've been gone, right?
3: Yeah, we're going to be like the like the Ron Burgundy of WWE right now, except if you're watching Anchorman in 2021, because it's that outdated. So <laughs> yes. um, that's what I've got.
2: Yeah. So first off, we have to talk about it, 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 unfortunately, this is not a laughing <sighs> matter.
3: Mm, we got no. m-
2: more WWE releases about uh, like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Again, freezing cold, guys. Um, so WWE release, listen to this, Matt Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, <laughs> Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana Garrett, and Buddy Murphy. Like, That is a list, there, man. Yeah, I am. When this news hit, we were just about to go live with the Cook Islands podcast, and we were like, "Are yeah, shout
3: out to Taryn."
2: (laughs) Yes, we were like, "Man, we're about to record a five-hour podcast when stuff is happening in wrestling that we can't even talk about." Like. That was so crazy! Thank you, everybody who hit us up, who wanted to hear about what we thought. Uh, yeah, shout out you. to to Ashley Bedazzlewitz. Shout out to Edmo. Shout out to everybody who's um, supported out. us. Like Matt said, but like, man, it's so unfortunate. We were like, this list came out, and we were like, I would, I would have loved to do an emergency podcast, but it just wasn't going to happen because we already had committed. So, yeah. When you look at these names, Matt, like, what really jumps out at you?
3: Yeah, I've had like so many different thoughts on this and reactions and also shout out to Jordan, who who messaged me just asking for my thoughts on the releases. And I I told him we would be here talking about them. So just the thing that stands out to me, um, not only with these releases, but then thinking about all of the ones that we've seen this year Um it has been a lot a lot of talent a lot of really incredible talent with a lot of potential and a a lot of people who like i think each and every one of them has something to contribute and maybe that's in part because you know the wrestling world is just so full of talent um and also right. because w w e has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of talent on their roster but You know, I at first was like very upset. That was, that's always been my go-to reaction when people have been released. And you know what? The beautiful thing that I realized is like, okay, maybe this is a, maybe not financially or from like an exposure perspective, but maybe from like a performer happiness perspective, this is a really great thing to happen to a lot of these people. Cause we don't, I mean, beyond Braun Strowman and you know, some others, like we've seen Ruby Riot around a lot. We've seen Lana around a lot. A lot. Alistair yeah. Black has kind of like bubbled up and, and, um, I think that was really surprising to people that he's gone. Yeah. Um, it is, you know, it's, it's nice that we, that they have an opportunity to go shine elsewhere.
2: Yeah. I, I think for me, like Alister Black you 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 let Alistair Black go right when right when you had just reintroduced him like he was mm-hmm. about to go into a program with B, Big E from what i understand and yep. it was just like dang it man Dang it! Like I, I was so excited to see him back on the screen. So I mean, and he's been, you know, he's been doing a lot of interviews, and he's had nothing but good things to say about WWE. A lot of people were kind of mad at him for not like trashing WWE because people love, right? Love How dare he? <laughs> yeah, be nice. <laughs>
3: drag him, drag him, Alistair. Yeah, <laughs> well, I I, I, Tommy End. By the way, I don't Tommy know if he's going to go yeah. by that name again, but uh, Tommy End is what he was known as <sighs> beforehand.
2: Yeah, I'm so I'm I'm really I am a little sad about that one. I'm really sad about Ruby Riot because like when I tell you when Ruby debuted Um. in NXT, I was so excited for her because she can work. Ruby can freaking go like Ruby is such a great worker, and when she premiered in NXT, NXT really had that. Amazing women's division mm-hmm. um, at the time. Her Nikki Cross Asuka was there right when she came. Um, then she got to work uh with like Liv and Bianca and all of them. And it was just she's just so good. And then she also provides like that alternative. That you edge, know, yeah. Yes, to the women's division. That I'm just very upset that she didn't get like, like her and her and um Liv didn't even get the tag titles. Like as
3: yeah. You mentioned so, that too multiple times, like yeah, on did. the podcast as it went along, and that's it is. It's unfortunate, and then also the other thing with Ruby Riot is that like I I'll, I'll never forget this with the first Mae Young Classic, which I loved. Like if you look closely, <laughs> like almost. I feel like every other highlight clip that was shown for the women, I, I think that most mm-hmm. of them are from, um, shimmer, uh, sure. the promotion mm-hmm. shimmer, and they also featured like Ruby, um, jobbing out basically, uh, Ruby at the time known as Heidi, Heidi Lovelace. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, just kind of like. Taking everyone's finishers and it shows like how much experience she has and where mm-hmm. she's been. And I honestly didn't truly fully appreciate her. Um, it's like kind of that saying, like you don't know what you've got until it's gone. And you know, I, that's a situation where I don't think that WWE knew what to do with Ruby Riot. And, and again, with a lot of people that were released. And so I, I really do believe that Ruby Riot slash Heidi Lovelace slash whatever name that she chooses to embrace um you know can will be successful because like if you're that good you're gonna go far one way or the other
2: exactly and and that and again that is the thing I I think what's also more upsetting to me is she she posted on Instagram saying that um you know she was basically completely shocked by the cut Mm -hmm. um that um her former name Heidi Lovelace was basically given to her and she said that Ruby Riot was taken away so she's going to need time to decide what she's going to come back as and that just truly just really makes me sad because especially like her and Liv Morgan were really close um this week on Smackdown Liv Morgan uh, um, wore a a, a band that said Rue on it and Ruby and Liv Morgan are so nice we were when we um went to go see uh uh, survivor series in LA in in LA uh, you know after the show some ha- fans were hanging around um, near where the talent leaves and mm-hmm. we were just walking by and then we just saw people like waving and, and like shouting and we we're like oh what's going on and we went over and like Ruby and Liv were like waving to the crowd and, and like talking back and posing for pictures and stuff and they were just really nice people so it just sucks like this always sucks when people lose their yeah. jobs but like it just when you when you just feel like you can feel yeah. the performers, you know, emotions, that's, that's what like kind of yeah. really, really sucks. And, and I'm a football fan. I'm like a diehard football fan. So like half of these, I was just like, please say psych, please just tell me you're releasing them so that you can like you know, rehire them. I'm a Ravens fan. So we we are notorious for cutting people and then resigning mm. them the next day. <laughs> so I was like, hey. please, <laughs> please sign them back.
3: <laughs> what a roller coaster! Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like I just want to comment on something you said, which I don't. I feel like when one when so many releases happen, like people, we kind of become can become numb to them and kind of gloss over the human factor of it. But yeah, um, you know, <sighs> Ruby Riot, I'll call her Ruby Riot. Um, Ruby's post just. I kind of felt like the pain and the trauma of that, Mm -hmm. like imagine being called by a certain name every single day of your life and you identify that by that and you answer to that. And then it's literally just ripped away from you. And that's happened to basically everyone who's been released, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to understate how, um, you know, how significant that is and how painful that could probably be
2: yeah exactly Um, Lana was also released again very shockingly because um, she was featured on TV every week Um, but her husband Miro is in AEW so I mean I would be shocked (laughs) if she doesn't show up on on, over there at some
3: point We'll see. I'll, I, my yeah. your story, your story about um just Ruby and Liv made me think about this Lana story I have from like Let's say years ago, I don't know, 2014 or 2015 or 2016, whenever, but, um, there was a day where WWE was here in the DC area with a house show at the Eagle Bank Arena, um, mm-hmm. over in Fairfax. And, oh. you know, I had a friend, I had, um, I had a friend who was working in WWE digital at the time and he, um, he said, like, come over, like, let's talk, let's connect, because I was just starting my career and kind of like, you know, getting his advice in digital. And I was back, he let I was backstage. And so Like, I, I met, um, Biggie. I saw, I was sitting in a room alone at one point where Kofi was there. And I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say hi or just sit here. And I just sat there and like, you know, awkwardly, I didn't know what I was doing, but, um, yeah, mess. Um, but (laughs) the other thing is that, um, I remember that day mostly for the fact that at one point we were standing like on the ramp and a bunch of the women were in the ring training and Lana was training and this is before she debuted and she actually like... Injured her wrist, um, mm. like taking a hair beal or something like that, just like one of those bumps. And I remember, um, everyone like, is she okay? Is she okay? And then like Cesaro ran off and didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, that's a whole yeah. other story. Um, oh but God. yeah, I mean, look, every look, there's they're in good hands. WWE's mm-hmm. medical team knows what they're doing, but all to say that Lana oh. is not, and, mm, 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 mm.
4: Keep going,
3: keep going. But yeah, Lana um, clearly put in a lot of work and I mean, again, not, I don't think I need to say not my favorite talent. I mean, I I could probably say that for I think most of us probably say that for like a lot of people who've been released, but I appreciate the effort and growth, okay. and even what we've seen the last like eight months from Lana has been kind of cool. Between going through nine tables, yeah. putting Naya and her whole through a table, and yeah. just kind of like shining in a lot of ways, so yeah, surprising, but she'll she'll be okay.
2: Yes. Um. And Santana Garrett, she Santana was. Uh, Garrett. Are beforehand, her her two besties are uh Chelsea Green. Scott oh, Hall.
3: Oh. <laughs> what? Scott Hall. Scott Hall trained her.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I only knew that she like hung with uh Diana and um Chelsea Green. Look at that. So yeah, so yeah, maybe we'll see where she ends up. Buddy Murphy. I, I I want to say this is surprising but I guess it's not because he, his storyline with the Mysterios was just kind of like wholly rejected to the point where they just like dropped it one week and yeah. Buddy Murphy can really go we know that he mm-hmm. he he put he helped put 305 Live on the map and all of that
3: 205
2: and, Live oh shoot yes what is 305 Live, live? I don't know it, it, it's a running joke on another wrestling podcast I think but anyways 205 Live <laughs> Um <laughs> it, it it is. Um so uh so Buddy Murphy is is a great worker. Hopefully he can find um he can find employment here because uh, I know he is he's from Australia so I, I hope he doesn't end up having to like relocate. Um but mm. he's a, he's good. I think he'll land he'll land somewhere. So I mean yeah. the the list of releases this year have just been so
3: it's uh, so vast and yeah. it's so and yeah. it's a lot it's a lot and i and the the other thing that i read and i think the source of this was andrew zarian who's um from the matman podcast which um shout out to them because i um like i i've been listening to that podcast for years and he's always had like insider takes and scoops but one thing he was saying um and he's a really reliable source is just like more releases are coming and this could be we could expect this to potentially be a regular thing, which I mean, the last couple of months, it's kind of been a regular thing of these waves of releases. Last mm-hmm. month, we saw a massive, I think they refer to it as like a restructuring where a ton yeah, of people in did. corporate were fired mm-hmm. and let go, um, from like the media and digital and other types of teams. And so, um, yeah, that's, un- it's unfortunate, but I think that. You know, one, WWE had way too many talent, has w- way too many talents signed, I think. And I'm not yeah. saying that they should get rid of them, but it makes sense when you're like, oh yeah, we haven't seen X person on TV. So it makes sense for WWE to release them because that's not a smart investment of their money or time and resources. And I think the same goes for the behind the scenes stuff where yeah. what I read is that they kind of realized like, oh, we don't we have a lot of redundancy in who we hire, which uh-huh. happens in a lot of companies with a lot of money. We're able to just hire kind of like all over the place. Willy nilly. I've never used uh-huh. that phrase before, <laughs> Um, but like willy nilly. And yeah, it's sad. These are people's lives, but I mean, yeah. it's a business at the end of the day and I can't fault WWE. I don't think we could really fault WWE for, Making these decisions, and they've you know we they don't have the best decision making anyway. So yeah, you they, know they, whatever
2: they they brought on like a new creative EP, and they brought on like uh, like yeah. all these different corporations because, and that's the the rumor is that they might sell. I don't know. I I cannot see WWE selling and Vince McMahon. No, like, that. like there's <laughs> no no way that that happens. But they are currently restructuring everything i think these new tv deals and the deal with peacock are allowing them to restructure everything and i yeah. i agree with you matt i do agree like we cannot fault corporations for trying to make money it's just very annoying because it's it's a billion dollar company that just made an, an, another billion and you know they're you know uh making people jobless but yeah. also you know there's not enough minutes in the week to showcase everybody, so it's just it just sucks honestly it just sucks I don't know, you minutes, know what? it just sucks and it, and i just i just I'm just praying for all these people to bounce back you know um hopefully they they can shine somewhere else um and uh yeah. you know I, I just I just hope it, it works out for everybody
3: I'll, one thing I'll just say, which I haven't really thought of until now, but something you said made me think of this, is that WWE could have, like, they have the money to create platforms for people to be showcased. Like, I don't know if that's more stuff like 205 Live and some of these other, like, fringe shows, but Mm -hmm. they could create that space for people. I don't know, like, who would be watching necessarily, but actually like to give a good example of this, which ties in with another story and something else I know we'll talk about is Mickey James and Mickey yeah. James talked about. Um, well, there's a lot to get into with Mickey James, but my point being, Mickey James brought up this concept of an all women show and. Like we could have had an all women show, including people like not just Lana and Ruby and Santana Garrett, but also um, Kelsey Green, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Mickey James, um, all these people who've been released. So I am like a little bit hesitant to give WWE the out because I just want to say, like, I, I think a lot of it comes down to them just not knowing how to use people or not wanting to put the energy into figuring out how to use people or not listening to their ideas. Yeah, so, it's, it's complicated and messy.
2: Yeah, so to uh, continue that on, NW- NWA announced they are going to be putting on an all-women's pay-per-view in August, I believe. Mickey James will be the executive producer of the show, which is going to be amazing on so many levels. Um, uh, a, a lot of WWE women have talked about how they want another Evolution like Evolution Two, uh, Evolution was an all-women's pay-per-view that was done in 2018, which was freaking yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. We have not gotten another one, and you know there's debate debates on why we haven't gotten another one. But Mickey James,
3: um, I'm so mad. By the way, <laughs> I, we'll get into it, but mm-hmm. I'm very annoyed with uh, Mr. Paul Levesque.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so, um, Mickey James she's going to EP the show. She says that she wants, you know, the best women to come and compete on it. She wants, eat no matter what the contractual obligations op- are. Uh, I know, I don't watch NWA. I, like, keep up with it through reading on what's going on with, like, Twitter or, you know, wrestling news, start sheets, whatever. Um, but it when this is this is true i'm I'm gonna watch that like i am legit gonna watch that because i love women's wrestling i want to see a pay-per-view of all women i really want to see if she really can do what she says when she says she she wants to see if she can try and get as many different women as possible from different um um from different uh organizations so that'll, that'll be really cool um but i I want to see, I want to see it, and I know we have women, all women's promotion promotions. Like you said, we have Shimmer, we exactly. Have stuff like, that. like we do, that does not mean you know we're not excited about the new stuff and excited about the old stuff. Like mm-hmm. support all women's wrestling as much as you can. Yeah. Um, but Mickey James, also we didn't get to talk about it. She got done really dirty when she got they, released.
3: And the thing that blows my mind is that. Like, so when we talk about how we really don't know what happens behind the scenes, that is a perfect example. Um, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, Mickey James, upon being released, was sent her belongings. So basically a, a handful of talents, especially more established talents have these lockers or not lockers, but they have these um spaces I almost think mm-hmm. of them like lockers or dressers or whatever <laughs> in um in in the what's it called uh, where the clothes uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, basically This basically like yeah the seamstress people um <laughs> anyway that's not the point the point right. is that all of that stuff was sent to Mickey in trash bags that mm-hmm. were then like labeled with a piece of tape that just like Mickey and um, none of it was folded and I'm sure a lot of people could relate it uh, clothes typically aren't meant to just be thrown into trash bags that's not the best way to treat them especially when they're expensive and meant for costumes like all of Mickey's stuff was Um, and she posted it and Mm -hmm. then there were other people who were posting like yep that's what they did to me too which blows my mind like how that hadn't come out any sooner than that
2: Exactly. And so and so when she posted it, everybody got pissed because it's like, Oh, that is a performer that worked for you and and then you just treat her like garbage. You throw her stuff Literally. in the trash. So WWE said, Oh, we'll investigate it, we'll see what happens. What ended up happening is uh the talent manager I, I don't know I don't know any of these titles, but Marco Mar- got fired. And if you are total uh Bellas or a total Divas, Girl, bye. uh I watch Total Divas, so I know exactly who Mark Carano is. <laughs> and so, um, I'm not, I'm not sad about it. Like I, I hate to say it, but I'm not um, sad about it because he, uh,
3: you don't need to hate to say it. You could yeah. love to say it.
2: Yeah. So, uh, they, they made a show of it. They, <laughs> they, you know, they got rid of him to try and appease the masses, but, um, uh, going into what Triple H comments were, it, you know, it might have been a, a cut the nose, spite the face type of thing because it seems like yeah. this might be a cultural thing. It so
3: is. Like, yeah. It is. It's it, like that's that's the thing that comes across. And I think that like some of the comments that I read about even just the trash bag incident was that, you know, a lot of people said a different talent or podcasters who kind of know the situation said like when they heard what happened they knew it was mark carano because Mm -hmm. apparently he just has a track record of doing really petty stuff like this to talent um so i mean they got rid of him and you know we're not a fan of bullies. we don't like to see people being released but we're not we're not a fan of bullying and it kind of you know, feels like bullying or at least just disrespecting people and not treating them like a multi, uh, I'll say multi billion dollar corporation. Um, mm-hmm. it sh- it should like that's just not acceptable.
2: Yeah. So, uh, after the announcement of, uh, the all women's pay per view by Mickey James, uh, Triple H had some comments. Yeah, he he said he doesn't believe. Well, let me let me pull up the quote, the Please. actual quote. Um, when asked about all women's per view, Triple H. Do you said, have a Triple
3: H impression?
2: No, I do not.
3: You can't read it in the triple triple. Uh, like, uh, wait, okay. what? What were? <laughs> Go ahead, Martin.
2: I am not getting an impression, so no, I do not.
3: <laughs> wait, okay, wait. Let me because I have I have a quote from him pulled up.
2: Okay, it's it's Triple H
3: H and I don't have a Triple H impression but I'm just gonna Uh, (laughs) haven't we haven't we already done them this is what he said when he was asked about all women's pay-per-views haven't we already done them it's a funny thing to me I just don't so equality is equality equality is not I want my own show equality is not we have to have our own program if I told you that I was making an all men's program ooh this pisses me off (laughs) This is the worst logic ever. If I told you I was making an all-men's program and I didn't want women on it, it would be criticized. <laughs> there was more. Yeah. There was more. Um, But I don't want to break my voice. So basically what he was saying is like, you know, he he thinks it's funny when people say that that they want the best talent in the world. And he was saying there's not a chance that Mickey's goal of having people um, you know, from different brands because of contracts wasn't gonna happen. And it was just kind of negative and yeah, um I'm so. still stuck on like the whole thing, like if we did this in all men's program, like literally. We could point to multiple all Never. men's programs, buddy. Never. Like, I don't know, Mr. Um, where you've been, but you've literally been on multiple all men's programs, which, like, maybe you should have spoken up as a main eventer to help change things a lot sooner. But I don't know why. I'm very, I'm very, uh, spicy about Triple H today, um, for this.
2: Yeah no I, like I'm I'm really I'm really upset about this because we've had almonds men's pay-per-views didn't we have we we had a Wrestlemania that he was on that because if I remember correctly because one of his matches went too long the women the total the total diva's women got yeah. cut. we saw that on total divas before we did. their <laughs> match was cut at Wrestlemania and it was like the only women's match on the card so we need to apologize I, so what are we talking about here triple h like it just does not it does not make sense and nonsense not say that you have equity when you do have you have the best women in the world i i you know i'm not trying to say that to put people down but so my favorite my favorite women's talent are, are on wwe um yeah and they are they are and but i should maybe i shouldn't phrase it like he phrased it like they have the best talent in the world but they have they have great women's wrestlers in WWE but if you look at Raw which is a three-hour show and you total up the women's times versus the men's times it is nowhere near equity or equality or any of that so you have no box to stand on in this whole like oh if you if you want your own that's not Equity. It's about giving equal opportunities. You do not give equal opportunities to your female talent. So it just does mm-hmm. not make sense. Like this.
3: Yeah, it doesn't Ooh. make
2: sense. This, this, um, what he's trying to point out there. I. It's, I'm ugly.
3: Totally- it's ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. And uh-huh. you know what? This is the thing. It's like, imagine. Oh man. I don't know. I, Like, why? But I just feel so, um, connected to the talent. (laughs) Today, mm-hmm. and maybe it's maybe that 's just like always the way it 's been on this podcast where we 've kind of like felt the humans in this situation, but imagine that if you are a woman who is on the roster now and you're yeah. hearing this and you're hearing um yeah we, we're probably not going to have our own all women show sure we 've had many right. uh, all men shows without even noticing or caring or you know uh, close to all men shows because many wrestlemania' has had matches like um like I think. Like Ashley Massaro versus Melina might have been one or different things like that. It took a while for there to be like singles matches for women again at WrestleMania instead of like the group tag team matches or the battle royal matches. It took a while for there to be women's championships again at WrestleMania. Like this stuff goes really deep. And the fact that he can't see it is kind of concerning because if you have a boss who it's not saying, yes, we want to give a platform to the women because this is something they've been asking for. You know, give divas a chance was the hashtag. But right. I guess that went out the window um, in 2016 at, when it started or at some point between now and then. But this is nonsense. I don't know how he could get away with saying this, honestly. Saddest. Like,
2: what? yes, yeah, with like a straight face. Like, <laughs> yeah.
3: How? on a media call to like i think on a call to their in like to their investors yeah. or no mm-hmm. i guess to the to the media because yeah. that's probably what a media call is i don't know but like i'm like, like i have to search to see i need to find out if other people are as upset as we are about this i
2: know it's it's just so it's just really annoying because we have to beg for two women's matches on a wrestlemania card you know what I'm saying? It, like, just at least two. Uh, Triple H knows for takeovers. He he, he put one women's takeover uh, match on the card and call that equality w- versus the men's four. Like, he needs to look up that word. I I don't care. And this and this just goes to show you why we we support the wrestlers as much as we can. But this is why we we are not. You know, please don't come into our inboxes calling us WWE stands or shills no. like that. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't no. ride for this company. We ride for the people in it and the people who make it what it is. So
3: yeah, yeah, very yeah. annoying. I don't, I don't know, know why, by the, the way, face,
2: honestly, like
3: on a, on a light note, um, you mentioning us not riding for the company gave me this image of like Undertaker early 2000s on his bike, American badass. Like I'm just picturing us like just riding down the road on our, Harleys or something like that's never gonna happen. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. So yeah,
2: after we have trashed the company and trashed Triple H,
3: <laughs> I mean, it, it, trash is trash. Like trash goes in the it trash. Is. So um, we have to
2: we have to acknowledge uh, bad bunny. Bad bunny went on LeBron James's show on HBO called The Shop, and uh, he, while he was there with Jay Z and LeBron James, he actually showed respect. For wrestling and for WWE itself, which is like, I mean, that's all WWE wants. All they want is to cater to mainstream. If you whisper, if you whisper WWE name or Triple H's name, then they they'll come trying to get that photo op. Uh, Triple yeah. H just opened up a Sixers game the other day. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Matt, but Joel and no. B Joel and B yeah. uh, told somebody to suck it like during a game. <laughs> so Triple H like. They contacted them and Triple H was able to ring the bell to start the, the game in a DX shirt with Joel and Beeb on it. Like they are hmm. like they are vultures when it comes to trying to get or leeches when it tries to get their themselves in the main a mainstream media media. So this this uh, they love this from Bad Bunny. I, I mostly like this from Bad Bunny because, again, like we have been saying all of season one, Bad Bunny respects the art of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He understands he's one of those celebrities that loves it and understood that it take it took hard work to actually do it. So in the episode of The Shop, um, Jay-Z and LeBron um, are asking Bad Bunny like, oh, they were like, oh, you were just at Wrestlemania and they were like, uh, you know, they said something like, is it fake or something like that? And Bad Bunny was like, yeah. no. He was like, no, it's real. He said, I was training, I was taking bumps and it, it hurt. He's like, and he thought, I don't know how people could do this for 30 years and he was talking about how he moved to orlando florida for three months to train and it was just amazing to hear because again like go back and listen to our our coverage but we've loved we love that bad bunny storyline from the beginning and bad bunny showed out at wrestlemania like he showed out he literally set the bar very high for um celebrity appearances
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like I, in watching this clip, my brain broke because I (laughs) was so confused. I was just like, wait, LeBron James (laughs) and Jay Z are in the same room. Yeah. With Bad Bunny. Yes. Talking about WWE. Maybe mm-hmm. they want to come on the podcast at some point, but <laughs> I will say with Bad Bunny, I was like, I could picture Bad Bunny in like one of those Hugh Hefner red smoking jacket robe things with like pipe, um, and probably like a British accent talking about, um, wrestling. Cause he is a wrestling. He's a, a wrestling connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a wrestling connoisseur and we appreciate that about Bad Bunny, but, um, also like Jay-Z. Beyonce, 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 <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. Oh my god! I I think we might see her at russell at WrestleMania oh one gosh. one day. One day uh, we've seen I like Kelly, know. I think, and Michelle, or we've definitely seen uh, Michelle perform "America the Beautiful." So oh, really? who knows? Yeah, and, back and, a long you know time what? ago.
2: Holly and Hallie did too. At what was that? Summerslam. Again? Are they friends
3: with Beyonce though?
2: Oh my god, Matt, the Hive is coming for you. What do you mean? Beyonce like discovered them. They don't the Hive way. is not
3: listening to this podcast like that.
2: I hope so. Maybe they will because I'm we're going. There.
3: Wait, um Wow, I have a lot of questions.
2: How but what? I also Are you shocked, but
3: I'm, shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I mean, because well, I didn't really like look Beyonce is on another level. I do think she probably um, walked into that barbershop after the fact. I'm just <laughs> picturing like bad bunny trying to convince them all to join WWE. Um, Hilarious. But, you know, actually on that note, as like a side note of something, um, there's been there've been rumblings um, about Cardi B yes. on a different note. I know we weren't yes. like, 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 there's so much that's been going on in the world of wrestling yes, between our last podcast and now, but like, I feel like I just want WWE to like, you know, they have Bad Bunny, maybe Ronda Rousey will come back. I just, but I want them to just like continuously level up in terms of the celebrities they have, because then we could see these like dream crossovers that we never thought that we'd see.
2: Beyonce, Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce ain't getting nowhere near that ring. But yeah, yeah, there are there rumors. Um, uh, Cardi B's up, it, looking like it might be the theme song for Summerslam. Yep. Yep. And um, Cardi, I think we talked about it. I think we may have talked about it on the podcast. Cardi showed some love to the WWE a few months back, like uh, right before WrestleMania. I think and, it was. I don't,
3: I don't think then, it was love no oh. she
2: didn't she did well, that's how yeah. that all started because cardi was saying she liked some people yeah. and then a certain yes. southern belle decided to say uh-huh. something really stupid mm-hmm. and then that's pissed the part cardi i remember yeah. yeah so we we talked about that um but yeah cardi said she had she has love for for uh wwe so you know i'd be i'd be cool to see her at um uh, Summer Flame. i think it's in las vegas this year uh yeah so um i mean celebrity crossovers you either love them or you hate them that's all it is it's, it you either love them or you hate them i i just like them to be good so if they're yeah. good
3: oh well, totally if,
2: if they're not i will you know not like them but i'm definitely not going to sit here and gatekeep because no. you know that's how wrestling becomes stifled that's how the yeah. um Community becomes stifled, yep. um, but yeah, Bad Bunny on the shop that was great. I love how LeBron like nonchalantly was like, "Oh yeah, I used to, I used to mess with wrestling heavy," and it, it, mm. it, my brain just snapped back to that meme that goes around of LeBron like young LeBron James, eighteen, right as he just got into the league in the front row of a WWE show with his flip phone taking pictures. You've never seen this meme, no? That, oh my god, oh. it's it's everywhere. this is why
3: we co-host the podcast because you've seen it, so I don't need to. Oh um, and I, there's probably stuff I've seen that you have we're balancing each other out, Mari. It works.
2: Yeah. yeah. So uh a flip phone though. Yes, yeah, it's LeBron James with a flip phone and it's he's in a WWE crowd and he's he's recording like the rock or something, and he just looks like so like like so excited. And it's when he was like 18. It's like right when he 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 went into the league and people normally doctor it up with like hearts and stuff and then there's video of him there's video of him like once he takes the picture i think it's either stone cold or the rock stop and and let him take the picture then once he takes the picture he's like he's like uh posting with it
3: yeah i don't i feel like i've i've had had to see this before
2: Yes, it's yeah it's very famous um but, and just finally, real quickly, let's wrap up this news section. Yeah. Uh, we just want to say rest in power to New Jack. Um, mm-hmm. that I, I can't, I can't remember if, um, he passed. I think he passed during our hiatus, right? We never, he did, in. he did, yeah. he okay. did. So, um, yeah, just, you know, um, condolences to his family. He was like a, a titan in the biz. He was also like <laughs> very, uh, <laughs> what's the word? Um, Polarizing. Polarizing. (laughs) Yes. yes. I didn't realize all of the stuff that he's done for the wrestling community until I watched his Dark Side of the Ring. And his Dark Side of the Ring is really, really good. Uh, If you haven't heard of of, of it, Dark Side of the Ring is like a wrestling... It's a um, documentary docu-series about wrestling and it's normally on Vice TV. You can also find it on YouTube at, at Vice and it's just, it's really good well done um, reenactments of um Different things that have happened in the wrestling world. Have you ever seen Dark Side of the Ring? Ring. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I just was watching one that was like about WWE's um, trip to to um, North Korea, or not WWE, but I think it was like oh, WC. Was D- or, who- w- no, I don't even remember. It was like a weird trip to North Korea Korea. in the Mm -hmm. early 90s or so Uh and like Eric Bischoff and others were there and it was just very bizarre honestly the biggest I Like, I liked that so much. And it's funny because like, I don't even, when I think of that, I don't even think of the show itself. I think of like podcasts and stuff that I heard covering it after. And then I fell down a rabbit hole of learning about the incident and like Scott Norton is, was a wrestler at the time who like almost got probably killed and imprisoned for like talking to his wife about, um, just like, I don't even know what he cool, said. Yeah. But yeah, a scary <laughs> situation. They made it out alive. Um, and i l I'm a fan of Dark Side of the Ring. Would encourage people yeah. to check Dark, it out.
2: Dark Side of the Ring, it's really good. They've they've covered stories. They've covered um Owen Hart. They've covered Chris Benoit. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they just recently did Ultimate Warrior, which was woof. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. They covered um, the stabbing of Bruiser, Bruzy, Bruder
3: Bru- really? Bruiser.
2: <laughs> Bruiser Brody, <laughs> Bruzy, Brody, Bru- Oh my, yep, Brody. Brody. Yes, easy um, for us to say. Yeah, they they and they covered they covered um, uh, the fabulous Mula. So it, they I,
3: yeah they've gone all yeah, over the place. They've done and- a
2: whole bunch of stuff. It's really really good. So go check it out. Uh, I think they did Miss Elizabeth and. Randy Savage as well um also what had premiered during our hiatus in that same um vein is A&E has been doing WWE bios um Mm -hmm. on different um WWE legends they of course they did Stone Cold they did Booker T um they've done oh they've done a few people so it's really good it's it's very well I love A&E because they do really good documentaries like um and so they've been they've presented the wwe bios like really um like in in such a professional way like very professional so it's wwe biography on like annie so those are really good to check those out
3: so yeah and that I'll say out of the two I am more of a fan of Dark Side of the Ring just because because I feel like it gives you a look into the things you don't necessarily really the things that you don't necessarily see or know about and like as for us oh my gosh I've never talked I've never said this before but with between the two of us, we have more than 40 years of wrestling <laughs> fandom. And like the fact that we are still learning and experiencing new things is part of the magic of, of some of these shows. So check them out and you could learn um, more about like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, McVoley, all of those people. Yes, um, especially if you kind of miss them the first time around, or if you're more of a casual and don't know anything about them, which it would be shocking
2: yes so uh that's it for the our freezing cold takes of the news that we've missed since we've been gone um coming up we'll do the highlights of the
1: hiatus we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth 18 plus. 18 plus
2: okay so again we've been gone we're back now (laughs) and we're back (laughs) to talk about some of the highlights of um all of the wrestling shows um during our hiatus so first off we have to have to have to have to talk about aew double or nothing yes Uh, yes uh we of course as soon as it happened we got a lot of people reaching out to us Wanting to hear our thoughts. Um, shout out to Force of Will on yes. Twitter. Um, this this card, this was one of those cards where it was just they structured it in such a way that it did not feel like there was ever a lull. It was really no. good structuring.
3: Yeah, and honestly. Mari, I'll be real with you. I, in just thinking about my thoughts about this pay-per-view, I am not being deliberate, deliberately exaggerative right now, but I'm Mm -hmm. feeling like the, I'm feeling, ooh, I'm just feeling like the tears welling up in my eyes a little bit. This was such a beautiful show. It was beautiful. Like it was, it reminded me of like, the things I love about wrestling Mm -hmm. and it reminded me that wrestling could definitely be like, yes, there are elements that are similar to WWE, but this was definitely not WWE. And I, I don't know if it was the fact that we really, really started watching during the pandemic when it was kind of like that weird, weird crowd situation. Mm -hmm. But this, like, I really felt like, everyone that we saw looked like stars in a way like they hadn't before and I'm like just like hats off to all of them for all of that because that, this show was impressive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You you know having the fans back like we said with Wrestlemania um, just makes it, it does make it feel different. It makes it feel cute. It makes it feel bigger. Mm-hmm. It's still I'm still in my like PTSD of the the panoramic but like seeing all those people together is just still kind of like <laughs> like I'm yeah. Still like
3: yeah. yeah but I will you say because I, I that was I yes and the other thing that kind of like hit me was the fact that like for me I couldn't shake that feeling for Wrestlemania um the first watch I was just kind of like is everyone gonna be okay like we yeah. did the stereo podcast after and like I didn't I'm sure I probably could have gone into it much more but I was just I was doing an Instagram takeover that first night Um, because okay. you did it the second night uh, for RHAP and Rehab Grams and like I had to stop posting for like a few matches because I was like I don't I don't know about this. Like, I'm worried these people are too close together. Where are their masks? That man needs to put his mask on. That man needs to put his mask on. That one needs to put his mask on. But vaccines are more of a thing now, too. And so, um, it just, it felt better than WrestleMania did. Um, but yeah, I'm with you with a little bit of that discomfort.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I get it. I just, you know, again, like I said, you know, if you can go go out there, get vaccinated so we can, you know, in thing. Yeah. But it is just like, whew, I was like, these people are so close. These people are so close, but I get it. I know. I
3: it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I know they, like, just give like one more seat between them, like a little bit, just a little bit. We yeah. didn't need that. It, it, yeah, <laughs> like, face <spaced laughs> out. Like, uh, remember social distancing? Like, that's not a bad thing. We didn't used to be uh, a foot, like, close talkers nobody loves a close talker um they were like closer than close talkers in that crowd so um honestly like let me just like leave some room for jesus basically is the thing that comes to mind
2: leave some room for jesus (laughs) yes (laughs) um but uh i will say (laughs) this the first match no it's okay uh Hangman, Adam Page came out first. First person to walk through the curtain, it was him versus Brian Cage and that was deliberate. Like like we were kind of saying with um Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, Drew never got his like WrestleMania moment in front of fans and I think this was the same type of scenario. They put Adam Page, Hangman out there um first because they knew it popped the crowd. They want to see the crowd reaction to Hangman and I mean, wow, he got a great reaction of course he beat brian cage and um the match was serviceable but i think the biggest thing is that uh hangman page is gonna he's a star he's on the rise with audience back they can i think they'll finally start pushing him to to maybe take it you know take it all from from kenny omega um in the future i'm just so excited i love hangman page i don't know I don't know what it is about him, but he really is a star. He really is a draw. And he is one of the things about AEW that I really do like. And I really want to see where he goes from here.
3: I wasn't like, I wasn't really feeling, feeling Hangman, AKA Hangman. They say it like different. They say it like Hangman and Hangman. And it's like funny that it goes back and forth depending on the commentator. But, um, Hangman, Adam Page was just not my, vibe. Actually, a lot of people I feel like I didn't vibe with as much until I saw them in front of this crowd because it really felt like a big deal. And, um, I honestly like when I saw first of all, this match was so weird because having Taz on commentary talking about, um, Brian Cage, who of course was part part of team Taz and all of that stuff was just so, so, so strange. But, uh-huh. um, Brian Cage, I did not recognize him when he walked on the stage because he looked like a freaking gladiator, but, um, Wow, they they this was a like I think the right match to open the show.
2: Yeah, uh, same. I I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real with you, chief. I give it with it. Hangman Page, Spill. Brian Cage, Spill the tea. Christian, <laughs> Christian Cage. Uh, there's my... so many of that type. Why are you gonna do that? I hate to say it, but I I like I, I didn't realize it though. because then and then Sting and Darby Allin, Who did they? Ethan. Page? Did they go? Like, I'm. I
3: think. Just... I think. Like, I think Brian Cage and Christian Cage and Ethan Cage are probably um gonna have. If this were WWE, there would be like a family angle. Like, we would we would see Brian Cage and Christian Cage. Like, maybe like Christian would be like the father, and then like Brian Cage and Ethan Page or Ethan Cage. Uh, see, and and that's the oh, other God. thing. Oh, no. It's like Cage versus Page. Like, how do you not mess that up? So. This was really overwhelming. This, um, yes, good point though. I'm never gonna unsee that, and I hope no one <laughs> uses the last name Cage ever again after these three people we mentioned.
2: Yes, that's what I'm saying. I was just like, I, I was confused. Even though I've been like kind of keeping up with clips, like just getting myself like to, to figure out double or nothing or whatever, like who's going to be um, facing who. I, I was kind, of, I was confused with Brian Cage because I wasn't sure if he was the one who was gonna be. Or who have previously uh, that did battle with um, with uh, um, Darby Allin and Sting. I, w- I was so confused, but I do know I like Hangman. I-, I am a Hang Hangman fan, so that's what I basically took away from that.
3: <laughs> wait, there's. Uh-huh. I'm so confused Are because. <laughs> wait. Okay. Oh my gosh, Mari. What? What? So. Wrestling probably has a ton of cages, um, beyond the steel cages and hell in the cell. Shout out to next week's podcast. Um, mm-hmm. but that's So we have Hangman Page. We also have Ethan Page.
2: Yes. Uh huh.
3: There's a wrestler named Ethan Cage.
2: Yes.
3: There's also Brian Cage. Yes. And then there's Christian Cage. Yes. There's also Page, who retired a few years ago. <laughs> shout out to Page. Yeah. I just let's retire this. Let's retire the age, like the age uh, thing in names. Yeah. I'm, this is actually blowing my mind a little bit. I'm overwhelmed. You I'm surprised um,
2: you didn't, you haven't seen that.
3: I just what? hadn't thought about it though. Like it didn't occur to me. And now I literally can't unsee it. So now everyone's probably tuning out of the podcast, annoyed that I can't unsee it. Um, <laughs> but anything else on that match, Brian Cage versus. Adam Hangman page
2: No uh nothing else <laughs>
3: <laughs> I br- it broke me you broke yeah, me Yeah I know I, I know you're like I
2: can see like the steam coming out of your ears and everything Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um so yeah uh no nothing but ba- nothing uh from that match next up we do have the um the battle royale the casino battle royale
3: yes let's go vegas
2: yeah i i i love a good battle royale style where we have like the different entrances and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so i i i did like this um Lots of people in there. I'm not about to sit here and, and go over all the names. Sorry guys. <laughs> Again, you. this is a freezing cold take. It's the, 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 There's the, Google. <laughs> you probably yeah. you probably
3: you probably saw this a few weeks ago. But if you want to remind yourself, Google is your best friend. So
2: yes. <laughs> yes. And so um two things. That, to come up to come up out of this uh, Jungle Boy won the Casino Battle Royale so this is what I love about the Casino Battle Royale is, is whoever wins automatically gets a shot at the title it's way better than like the Andre the Giant Memorial one because that's just basically kind of like fluff you get a, a trophy and that's it so I love that mm. whoever wins actually gets a shot at the title um, you know much like Royal Rumble um, so Jungle yeah. Boy wins I'm, can't wait to see that yeah but also leo rush debuted as the joker and um i i i'm pretty sure we said it on this podcast or uh or at least i know um maybe i said it on a challenge podcast but i i'm huh? a big leo leo rush fan i was um really sad when he got out it out it when when he like was ousted from w w e you know i've been following him online i do uh, uh he was on um the challenge and he's been really open about his mental health and yeah. you know as a black man i i so appreciate when when people are are open like that so yeah. i again i am a, a huge 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 fan of leo rush
3: really um, wow and it's yeah. funny because i haven't like given leo rush that much time and i grew up as a challenge man but i haven't been watching the last like Handful of seasons, you know, like in the 30s, I haven't watched that, which is where we've really seen a lot of the crossovers. But, um, I, you know, I saw the Challenge Mania podcast hosted by Derek Kaczynski, I believe. Um, there was an interview with Leo Rush that I haven't listened to. So I'll go back and listen to that because I think the problem is that, like, I'm just, you mentioned the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and I want to contrast that, that a little bit with this. Um, and also contrast how WWE approaches things with this because like with WWE, they will do a lot on screen that just feels really petty. They won't take that extra step of making everyone look like stars. Like for a lot of battle royals, we've all seen it. They have people start in the ring and, um, you barely know who's there before they're thrown out. And, um, in the case of Leo Rush to kind of like look at his case specifically, they, absolutely underutilized leo rush in wwe and it's sad wow. and i remember reading and and listening to different things he he's always been very vocal even while he was under contract yeah. but um you know talking about how there were just different like they were kind of punishing him for for different yeah. stuff um, like and and it's like
4: mm-hmm.
3: you're spe- and that's the problem maybe with like having so much money that you could afford to have people under contract and just like Punish them and make them look silly, or yeah. like rib them on screen, like which literally makes no sense and is not good for the business, and is probably good to like you know stroke some egos of of people in charge backstage. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's rough, and I think you know we did see Leo Rush show up. He came to collect, which was great. Um, I love it, oh, but yeah. it is it's uh, it's, sad. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's sad. Yeah, but yeah,
3: sad though. Yeah. It
2: is because later on in the card, I'll put it here. We got an introduction that Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, is now with AEW too.
3: That was amazing.
2: It was it was a shock. I did not well, know that he wasn't under contract with WWE. Like, yeah. I, I'm a little confused about that. He has yeah. been a talent like a talent finder for WWE for years now. And He is the one who found uh, Bianca Belair, and he mm-hmm. was the one who found Braun Strowman.
4: Exactly.
2: Um, oh. mm. Yeah. Exactly. And a few other people. Um. Those yeah. are his his like claims to fame. So he was like a talent scout for WWE. Had no idea he wasn't under um contract. The weird thing though about this is Mark yeah. Henry and Leo Rush have had public like public exactly. feuds. Um yeah. And a lot of beef. A lot of a lot of beef. And I I must say that from everything that I've seen about it, I have always been on Leo's side and in. You know, Mark yeah. seems to be one of those people who ha- was enmeshed in the business for so long that he started to kind of take on some of the views of the his business. old school. Yeah, yeah. Exa- old exactly. School. Old school. So once they both premiered the same night, I was like, OK, well, all right. And then unfortunately, six days later, we get a tweet from Leo Rush saying that he yeah. has retired from wrestling. So it. Uh, it's so annoying because I was so excited to see if he could do something else um, on a, a, a big screen, you know, um, like AW with more exposure. But th- I think the biggest thing is what we've seen with Leo Rush. He knows that if the situation is not going to work for him, especially like mental health wise, then he's yeah. not going to do it he's not going to do it. And I respect that. Like a a lot of people can say that that's like, you know, being a punk or whatever, or, but like, I respect that he's not going to sit here and put himself in a situation that he's going to feel uncomfortable. And again, we don't know if any of this is related to Mark Henry. We, you know, we we really don't. Um, but Leo rushes on, on record and saying that he, um, He will do what was comfortable for him and for his family.
3: So, and he also had like, shout out to him. He also Mm -hmm. had, um, and I think the, I mean, really the bigger reason, maybe the main reason, as far as I understand it, that he's retiring is like a shoulder, a long standing shoulder injury that I don't, maybe he re aggravated it or something. So he, I believe. Don't quote me on this, but I believe that he's going to have some more matches because he did have some other commitments, and so mm-hmm. he will still have a few matches I think with, I want to say with New Japan um mm-hmm. or in Japan, Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure, I think with New Japan. Anyway, um, you know, I'm it's like, it's hard to see talent wasted yeah. going back to the releases that we were talking about, but you know that's kind of life and i think the cool thing about leo rush is that he does have this upside and potential beyond pro wrestling itself like we've already seen him doing the the reverse miz i'll call it mm-hmm. um and we've already um you know he's he's done rap he he'll yeah, he'll be okay he'll be yeah. he'll be in a good place he'll be yeah. in a good place Ho- and hopefully his mental health is also going to be in a good place
2: exactly shout out to him yes. so um Next up, uh, we did have the match with yeah. Kobe versus Anthony Agogo. We missed me. a
3: lot. We missed, yeah, the match. Yeah. So I think that the match, good, did, its yeah. the match yeah. did its job. The yeah. match it did its job because I didn't even realize this until like, um, like literally uh, two days ago. But, you know, Anthony, our mm-hmm. friend Anthony Agogo, he, okay. Olympian, yeah. Yeah. I, which I I think I heard in passing but didn't realize, like he was in the 2012 Olympics. So yeah. uh, shout out to Kurt Angle uh, and <laughs> uh, he's the new age Kurt Angle. Like the uh, the reverse Kurt Angle. I I don't know. We'll workshop that oh, later. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, like I I'm amazed because he's also the first development developmental talent within AEW yeah. and mm-hmm. to. Put him in this position to really shine, um, or at least be featured alongside Cody, I think is cool. Um, the circumstances were really strange uh, because yeah. there might have been a little bit of xenophobia in there, but. Um, a very, you know, controversial uh, I. It was mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like that promo still kind of throws me off because I I heard the controversy about it before I watched it and then I watched it and I was like, what's the problem? He's just saying that America's great, but like actually, it was a lot it's it's kind of darker than that you know it's like we're we're kind of tired of the foreign heel trope, and it's but it's also weird because we didn't get like the stereotypes that we have often gotten in wrestling with the foreign heel and so it was like this very mm-hmm. subtle thing, and even in watching the match, I was really listening to the crowd because again, we had that full crowd, so you could gauge how people are reacting and the crowd reaction was strange. Like, I think that Anthony Agogo is clearly the heel in that situation, but also Cody Rhodes is kind of feeling like this Triple H sort of role in my mind, where it's like, you know, I think that, I think that AEW fans are really loyal and supportive of all of the talent. And, um, I, I think that that came through on this show, but. Yeah, Cody should definitely be more of a heel. Like I, I'm just surprised that, that, you know, with like that bright blonde hair and all of that American like stuff, like he's Kurt Angle or like he's Jack Swagger, um, or like he's Uncle Sam, like mm-hmm. that just seems like a heel thing to me to hit people over the head with that. But you know, I do appreciate that he is now. You know, we've known him as the American nightmare, but mm-hmm. he's he's calling himself the American dream, American which dream is, is old.
2: bold. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. So that could be the, the promo for me. <laughs> 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 not, so not only the foreign heel trope, but just basically Cody saying like America is not as bad as it is. See, because mm. I have a black wife, and I we're having a, a daughter who's half black, half wife. White, see, racism is over. And it's just like, I know he, see, cried. Yeah. he didn't mean it like that because he's come no. out several times afterwards that he didn't mean it like that and that he workshopped the promo with different people. But I, I guarantee I didn't you need that the that explanation. People, yeah. Yeah, that all those people probably look exactly alike. Um,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's just like very. <laughs> Like um, I don't know if you saw this, Matt, but Jesse Kamea from WWE tweeted, "In uh, racism, make mixed babies." When Liz, like, <gasps>
3: yeah, 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 up. yeah. Like, I did see that,
2: guys. That's not that's not how that works. Like, and we've been on Cody's neck, on and off Cody's neck, for how he, him, and Brandy um, talk about race and racism and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So it's just like, yeah. uh, hopefully, Cody, just stay, just stay away from this like
4: just
3: yeah you, you, and you tried
2: yeah. i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt which is mm-hmm.
3: focus groups the- <laughs> focus groups corporate and the thing is group. the thing that actually the, the the thing that okay so wait to address your point <laughs> um the thing that um i think the problem with this promo especially is like if it were for the two of us as an audience Like, if we were the audience, I think we could get what he's saying and maybe, like, not, it just, it doesn't feel as offensive. But then when you think about who the audience is, like... And I I say this all the time when we talk about issues on podcasts and stuff, but it's like, we need to be explicitly clear about what we're saying because people don't always get it. And so you have people who are like, oh, okay, I get it. That's like, cool. Like, yeah, American dream. Like, oh, but it was actually it was like the worst, the worst. I don't. It was a weird promo that turned Anthony Agogo into a heel kind of, but it just wasn't necessary. And, but even more, I don't need to know that you have focus groups for this. This is yeah. not the corporation. We don't need, uh, Pat Patterson or Gerald Briscoe standing around like that. Look, I, I, I just have quite a. That's I just so uncool. I thought, I just like, I just like the mystique behind like, no, Ooh, Cody wrote that promo. It wasn't no. a focus group.
2: <laughs> I don't mind focus groups, but don't you love tell focus me you groups. Have a focus tell group. me you love focus groups. I love focus groups, but don't tell me you have a focus group after you put out. Tell a me you a love focus groups promo. without
3: telling me you love focus groups. <laughs>
2: because tell me what your focus group looks like without telling me what your focus group looks like it's that promo. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's what it that's what it is. So, um yeah, let's just, you know, the, the We're match so
3: corporate. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. This is <laughs>
2: That that match did what it needed to do. I think Anthony Agogo is a star in the making. Um he held up really well against Cody. So, hopefully we'll get some more maybe hopefully not between the two of them because that just Let's just let's just keep going with Anthony. Let's just let's keep going.
3: <laughs> I want to be in one of those focus groups,
2: right? Um, so let's go to what I would say was my the highlight of like, yeah. what I liked about the pay per view: um, the AEW Women's Championship match with uh, Hakuru, uh Shida, who was a yes. champion, versus uh, Doctor Britt Baker DMD. um Get that degree. I know she had been the champion for a year. Like, what is time? Like, what is time? This, we can't, <laughs> let's not, let's not.
3: Honestly, it's like, I don't, none of it makes any sense at all.
2: This past year and a half has just been, it, it really does feel like the blip. Like, I think we talked about it before. It feels like the blip in like, in the MCU, like. It, it, it was there, we were there, a whole year passed, and then now we're here. Like, it's just crazy. So, um.
3: Just talking about it is even confusing me more about time. It, yes. it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, a,
2: it's Avenger rules for the,
3: for yeah, kind of I guess so.
2: Um, so yeah, so she had been the champion for a year at, at her year anniversary. They gave her a new belt, which I, it, it was pretty. It looked like the old belt, but bigger or something did you see that it was like a they 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 gave her they presented her a new belt like a week or so, yeah. so ago before this and um it was nice the belt's nice i mean the belt's always been nice i guess it's just bigger i don't know but but anyway sheeta versus uh britt baker the match itself was good it was just it, it um i i still go back to the the baker thunderosa match which was really good like minus the blood i like I, I told you guys, yeah. I'm not a blood person. So when the blood came out, I actually thought the match got a little bit more squeamish <laughs> for me. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I actually liked the match without the blood. Um, so I, this did, this, this one just kind of didn't have much fire between the two of them, enough fire. Yeah. But I think again, it did what it needed to do because Britt Baker won the championship. This is her first AEW women's championship. They have been building her character up for years now like Britt Baker is it. she she will be the draw if you're if you're going to get me to watch AEW like every week you need to be putting Britt Baker on there every week you know what i'm saying wow. so honestly
3: You know, let me just build on that though, because one thing I thought about with this show and I, I kind of had to step back from some of the things that we might, um, criticize or be frustrated about with AEW, like, um, like lack of diversity in a lot of the, Mm -hmm. in a lot of the card and well, in just a lot of the roster and who they feature. But I kind of feel like and i mean i maybe there i think there are other people who are more qualified in terms of knowing AEW to say this but i just kind of feel like they like in a lot of wrestling um there's a gap in terms of how like asian mm-hmm. car- asian asian performers are represented or what their characters look like or how they're used and i think there's a huge Gap in terms of like understanding how to make that work in a really effective way Um mm-hmm. or like trusting the performer to do what works for them. Like if it's someone who is from Japan, like in Japan and it I kind of feel like this with Britt Baker, where like I think they get Britt Baker and they get what Britt Baker is. Yeah. Britt Baker isn't necessarily like the... I think there are a lot of very talented people who could be considered the best woman on the roster. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's just a frustration I have. Like I just don't, I'm concerned a little bit that they don't in AW or really in a lot of wrestling companies, but we they, know this yeah. about WWE already, but also in AW that they don't really know how to use people of color. Yes. Really effectively. And maybe this I, overlaps with the Anthony Agogo talk about like foreign heel trope, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just watching I'm watching, I'm taking it in, not jumping to conclusions. But
2: I can agree questions. with that. Um but I I can agree with that. I do think, and this is somebody who dips her their toe in and out of AEW. I do think Sheeta's run has been better than Asuka's run, per se. Oh <laughs> um, right, exactly. Yes. So um aw is doing something right in that sense because she yeah. was very prominently featured as the champion i don't remember any of her storylines really yeah so like character that, work character wise yes the character work is very much lacking i i get that but again maybe we just missed something please let us know feel free to let yeah
3: us know. i mean brit, like brit but brit has been featured and had a spot and yes everywhere um and yeah. I think
2: it's and I think it's cuz it's it's kind of easy. Like I think during the mat I can't I think during the match I think JR or somebody was just saying like um like what was it I was watching with people so maybe one of my people said it. But anyways, um <laughs> but like that whole dentist thing like who would have known the yeah. like dentist gimmick would have gotten over but it is so over and uh, again yes. it's easier to digest because Britt Baker can can actually do that character. That's her. It's her. It's not. A, it's it's her to eleven. You know, it's it's Britt Baker to eleven. She I'm just a like doctor. she is a DMD. So, God, I,
3: Mari, I'm not. I'm gonna say this because I realized I, it just was creepy. But um, I just was like, oh yeah, who wouldn't want like Britt Baker, uh, Britt Baker's fingers in their mouth? But that's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think I necessarily want that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I but I do actually need a new dentist so maybe right, I'll be making same. a trip down to Florida to Daly's place <laughs> to like wait outside like you were outside with like Liv and yeah. Ruby I want to be outside with my teeth shining yeah. and with her tools please make sure I don't Brett, make cavities Brett, yeah mowers. no but like that's, that's <laughs> have we talked about teeth yet on this podcast I don't know but hopefully not I, oh yeah I, someone lost some teeth earlier this year. I don't remember. uh, long time uh, ago.
2: Asuka did. Asuka. Yeah, Shayna knocked out. Mm -hmm.
3: But just on that point of the teeth and Brit, I want to just underscore to, like we get it. Like who, what, where else is there a um, dentist rustler who is just like shining and featured. And I think that there's that built in story. So how could you not feature Britt Baker and then, mm-hmm. you know, building the charisma and the in-ring skill? And I get it, but you know, and I just want to see them. Too. Yeah. And the pandemic. the pandemic. And, but, but actually to that point, that's the point I, I want to make about this. I thought that this was a really great crowning moment for Britt. Um, mm-hmm. this is also where I kind of started to notice on the card that like, there were a lot of different interferences <laughs> happening throughout the <laughs> yeah. show. Um, but you know what? We're going to just we'll let that go.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least people are getting paid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rebel has been Rebel, not Reba, um, has been (laughs)
3: specifically Rebel, not Reba. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's her kind of like her dental assistant. So it's been, it was great. I, 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 good for Brit, good for her winning that championship in front of a crowd, getting that pop. I, I, you know, I want to see her do great, great, great things.
3: Yes, pop off. And, um, speaking of pop off. Taking it to like the, the next match that kind of mm-hmm. stood out to me, the AEW championship match with Kenny Omega, the champion, mm-hmm. um, with the bastard Pac, uh, versus freshly squeezed. Ooh, I love that. Freshly <laughs> squeezed Orange Cassidy. I don't know who came up with that, but that person deserves a raise and, right. um, a statue, like a big statue, like that Andre the Giant statue, um, because that's, Amazing, but you know we saw Kenny Omega successfully defend his mm-hmm. championship in that match, pinning Orange Cassidy. And you know, I, I I I I um wrote this down because I just like how this is framed, uh, but Jr. You know the the voice of the people. Jim Ross uh said in like the pre match promo, Kenny. I, I'm not going to do a JR. I'm even going to attempt Please. a JR. accent. It's been a while. We'll get to that later in this season. But Kenny has become an arrogant, overbearing prick, and I just like to me, it's so. This crowd actually did so much work for me seeing these performers differently because this is the time to have Kenny Omega in the spot that he's in because, you know, Kenny Omega, like Mr. Seven Stars, you know, Dave Meltzer's, um, Dave Meltzer's favorite person on, on earth, right? And, yeah. you know, I, I, I think that it was cool to see Kenny kind of, um, I don't know, featured as this heel and also winning in a very heel fashion. And then also, you know, we know that Kenny is not only the AEW world champion, but also the AAA mega champion mm-hmm. and the Impact world champion. So I'm I'm into this.
2: Yeah. And on top of that, it was just announced that uh, it's tonight the Against All Odds TNA pay-per-view. Um, yeah will feature Kenny Omega versus Moose on that mm-hmm. for the Impact Championship. And then whoever um, whoever wins that will go on to face uh, Sammy Callahan at uh, Slammiversary later on in the summer.
3: On a side note, I mm-hmm. do think, because you mentioned Moose, I just remembered that there was another Moose, at, again, about 10 years ago in Impact. And it was um, an indie wrestler. But her name's Mickey Knuckles, and she was Moose. And yes, this is a thing. So I just think they need to switch up people's names. This is getting confusing. Like, The cages, the mooses, the meese. Like, come on! I mm-hmm. my brain, my brain, it, it will break.
2: Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, Kenny's doing the thing. He has all the championships, so he is like. Um, going all around triple a triple a also they uh announced their next pay-per-view but it had like the poster had like kind of like all x like wwe people and stuff on it so <laughs> they're talking about that i That's i cool. look more into it but um yeah kenny this this match was just very hard hitting a yeah. lot of people landing on their necks i was like Ugh. <laughs> you
4: know yeah I'm not saying? cute
2: not yeah. Cute. But you know, the 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 result, the the only downside of Kenny having so many championships, having so many things planned out for an advance, you know what's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. Kenny's gonna win. So um, you know, that kind of takes away from it a little bit, but no matter what, it was a great, you know, it was a great match. We 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 see Orange Cassidy in there, you know, Pac, like it it's just a great triple threat with with people like just with good styles that mix. So
3: yeah. And like the last thing I'll say on this is that I really feel like this was the first time, um, because of the pandemic. Um, I mean, there was some, there were moments, right? As, as, uh, as AW was getting started, of course, where, um, we did get to see Kenny Omega in this U.S. context, but it was also like not the heel character and not fully fleshed out. And so, mm-hmm. um, this was refreshing. Like, I really felt like this was the first time, again, in the U- U.S. context that I got a sense for like, ooh, Kenny Omega like i thought that he might have peaked with just some of the stuff a few years ago and the five star 7.2 star matches but um it was yeah this was nice i'm i'm excited to see more of kenny omega which feels good because he's on top of uh three promotions right now <laughs> so
2: yeah, he's doing nice. a, he's doing a good job for the his heel character like you want to see who's going to topple him You know, and that's exactly what you need to be doing. So Totally. And yet you love him
3: at the same time. Like he's just so great to watch.
2: It'll definitely be interesting to see who is gonna take these championships away from him. All right. And finally
3: (laughs) we got Stadium Stampede. Yeah. I don't know what this
2: I didn't know what that was gonna entail. The the pinnacle versus the inner circle.
3: I I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And I I I I loved like when you yeah. talk about what I love about wrestling and the things like this was I wasn't ready for it. It was everything I wanted and needed mm-hmm. and more. Um it was things that I didn't know that I wanted and needed. Um first of all Okay, so the pinnacle or MJF really shows up in a stretch limo for this match. Later, we saw like the rest of the pinnacle in terms of mm-hmm. Sean Spears and Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler and Wordlow and Tully show up in like the, um, the, their uh, the rooms, th- yeah. their own car, their own car, and everyone was in their individual rooms, right? Mm-hmm. But like, what was going on? Like, the, cause <laughs> again, like as watch, cause I didn't watch this in real time or live, yeah. um, we, I saw the inner circle repelling from yeah. the sky, but it was like also like the slowest burn, like coming <laughs> down. Like, I think they probably cut some, cut some out because they're like, yeah, we thought that this would be more like a zip line than like a
4: actually goofily, yeah.
3: goofily falling yeah so, but repel. yeah it was nice it, oh I did too mm-hmm. and they landed and then there was like fire and like trash Back cans of, of fire, fire in front mm-hmm. of Sammy and uh, Chris Jericho and Hager and Santana and Ortiz so that was even that was like literally like just the first two minutes but mm-hmm. wow like this was kind of a cinematic kind of a cinematic Match and not in yeah. a goofy way, but like this was it. It was. I, liked it. I loved match
2: it, and it was it really was. good. Yeah, I, yeah, and I and I love cinematic matches. I think the pandemic has actually really shown us like what you can really do cinematically. Like if they had to yeah. step up their 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 game when this it comes is to like, stuff it, like
3: that. This reminds me. Reminds me. This reminds me of the um, the cinematic match um, between the Viking Raiders and um, and. Why am I blanking right now?
4: Right. Yeah, yeah, the street profits. The street prophets. prophets. prophets.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, Angelo and Montez. And so that's yeah. but this was like this that was huge, turned up yeah. to like yeah, 20. 25.
2: <laughs> yeah. This was great. Like, I mean, the they had full run of the stadium. Like case code. Like, full run of the stadium. I I'm not gonna lie, I really, really like um Sean Spears, like just being in that chair room, like. I again, I was a big Ty Dillinger fan in WWE, like a huge Ty Dillinger fan in WWE. Yeah. Sorry, there's nothing. (laughs) So seeing him just sit in that, that, like just sitting in that, I know, sitting in that room with the chair looking ominous, they did a great like camera shot of him. I was like, oh my God, this is cool as fuck.
3: No, but (laughs) like the thing that I love, like tent, tent, tent. Okay, wait, the thing I loved. Mari, the disco nightclub, DJed by Con- uh, Conan.
2: I didn't even like, realize that was him. Yeah. What the? I-
3: First <laughs> of all, like, I know I was actually really happy to see him because I feel like I've always seen him in like these very random slash fringe promotions. I think, ye- like, <laughs> I think there's a story from, I want to say the 90s of like, there was some conversation about him signing with WWE and, Mm -hmm. or like he was reaching out and like someone didn't know who he was or I don't remember the details of that, but I loved seeing him here and kind of getting um, just a little bit of like acknowledgement and respect. And he's not, he's never been feet like to me, he actually reminds me um, a little bit of Eddie Kingston where we just didn't, you know, like this is Eddie Kingston shining. I mean, I don't know if we're going to get Conan like around a ton, but I loved what we got here. And I, mm-hmm. I was at, look, I would have been in that nightclub, um, very socially distanced. There was no one else there. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why he was DJing in the first place, but you know, it, it, it looks like a good time. And there was a conference room and there was a, this was a lot, but I, what, Oh like, my God. Why
2: was there a, a, DJ nightclub in the building, more like like I
3: guess. that's just for the Jaguars, what? like post-game. Oh, uh, that's probably that's what it. they're into. No, I don't I would yeah, this that was a lot, but I, I will say the thing that I probably appreciate most about this match is the fact that because it was like a cinematic match, which like probably not the best way to describe it. It, it like that's a term that WWE kind of made us think about, but it's just a match. Um I would assume that, like, most of this was pre-recorded, which means, I mean, I hope that like, you know, we did see the part at the end where they kind of made their way into the arena, which was nice, but like, beyond that, I just like this idea that, um, you know, like they had some time and space to record these things, and they didn't have to like choreograph. Um, you know, like a, a match where there are camera people running around like crazy um, to capture everything. And so, I, 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 I love this match, it, yeah. and it's like yeah. it's like it fills a certain spot in your, you know, as a fan. Like it's not mm-hmm. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair shout out, um, but you know, it is, um, it's something
2: yeah it, I it's, it. it's something That's like I I, I, do, I I love when wrestling doesn't take itself too too seriously And i felt like this match exactly. did a great job of not taking itself too seriously while also being serious um i do how did you feel about inner circle winning i mean again i sammy it's Sammy seems to be like he's going to be the breakout like baby face and stuff like that but i i was rooting for the pinnacle you know but i I think they they won the war games match, right? Pinnacle won war games or something. I can't remember did they
3: I know I, I I was, was just happy game. I was just happy to i think that the the good thing about inner circle winning is like they'll we'll still see them around we'll still see them together, and this right. is like the long long term long burn storytelling so yeah give it give this to us like but, I'm.
2: I think I'm that's okay with why it. I'm kind of like that's why, but and I agree, like because if 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 um inner circle lost, that meant they'd have to disband. And honestly, I was kind of hoping for that because you know the inner circle's been on TV; they've been a stable on AW basically since inception. Like only a few months after its inception, inception, whatever. But I mm-hmm. like I I feel like I I would be more keen to root for Sammy and Ortiz and Santana over anybody else in that group you know what I'm saying so I would have liked for the pinnacle to win not only so that the the pinnacle can become the new villainous stable you know like the legit um, villainous stable take over that uh, inner circle role and then have the members of inner circle disband and then go on to push them like push Santana and Ortiz into that the tag team division push Sammy as a a, um, solo act you know, have Jericho just stand there with Hagar and um or happen. whatever, but
3: it'll happen. Like yeah. they do things very like slowly. Hagar. They do things very slowly and intentionally in AEW. But I I appreciate the pace of it, just, mm-hmm. especially like for us, like to keep up with all of it. Like it's nice that these stories have legs and a lot of beats to them. And so I'm. I'm not going to, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just curious to see how it continues to unfold.
2: Yeah. And yeah, so the pinnacle did win at the uh, blood and gut. So yeah, I, I guess it makes sense. The 50, 50. Um, so yeah, other than that, we had we got a great, great match out of it. Um, so let's see. Yep, so that's mm-hmm. it for yeah. uh, Double or Nothing. Again, our freezing cold takes. Um, there's been a lot that's happened since then. We just wanted to address the pay-per-view itself. Um, so uh, look out for our, our next episodes, our next few episodes. Where we'll dip back in and out of AEW like we did uh, in the first season. So uh, um, after this, we'll just go in and we'll talk about we have to get to the raw smackdown and everything else that we missed during the hiatus.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.
2: Life's gotten mundane.
0: So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.
2: okay so raw during this break we during our Yadis. um mm-hmm. raw has been the thing that i've least watched <laughs> like to be 100 like i i never watch raw live i i i don't i have to i recorded on my DVR and i fast forward through that thing um
3: <laughs> it's been a drag
2: it really has been. And this is, in, again, this is just that time of the year. This is the time of the year where, um, after WrestleMania, you kind of get that lull. You get that lull till they figure out what they want to do, um, for like SummerSlam or, or whatever uh, else is coming up. It's just, we had the WrestleMania backlash pay per view. Um, a few weeks after WrestleMania, and it was literally just a whole bunch of rehashes from WrestleMania, nothing really exciting. That's why we didn't do like a, a pay per view reaction for it, yeah. Because you know, I, I mean, again, it's that time of the year, it happens,
3: you know. Um, I'll just say, um, and I don't think we're gonna have a ton to say about this, but not at all, it is wild, like. Going from like the energy of everything we've talked about to talking about this, it actually says a a lot. It says a lot about how things have been going the last couple of months. And I don't get what WWE is doing. Like, this is uh, not to like, and just in general, because Mm -hmm. they have all of this amazing talent. Maybe. And they have all of these resources that they can't figure out how to put it together, especially when it comes to Raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, the biggest thing that I mean, I guess like I want to address about Raw is yeah. Bobby Lashley and MVP have been putting in work since WrestleMania. We talked about how like we we were really liking and digging um her business, like right before bobby won the championship the 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 only general problem is bobby is still entangled with drew mcintyre um we plan in this section guys we're just this <sighs> is our work we're, we're back we're just having a quick kiki really um we're yes. gonna get into the real storylines on our um Helen SL prediction podcast that we will um record later on in the week so it's posted before hell in a cell um so we're not going to get into any deep storylines this week or you know we we will have some highlights in our in our um story notes but it's not going to be that many because we're just chatting we're just chatting we're cool Chat- and we're having here. a good time just yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre are still going at it and they're going to go at it at Hell in a Cell. And it's just kind of annoying because I want Bobby to move on because he, all of a sudden he started showing up to Raw with all these women on his arm. And <laughs> it was just, I was like, wait, what happened? And it was like MVP was like servicing with him with women and those, fr- that where was, are they coming? First, what? I don't know. Servicing? Those, you know, those first batch of women, they were like primo, like, MVP got some he, he got like all shades he got all thicknesses like MVP did the dang thing the second week not as flavorful I'm not t- sitting here trying to dog anything out, how but, dare like, you Mari MVP they're all lovely stick dang back up.
3: they're all <laughs> lovely and talented I don't I want, I have questions though because like this past week I think I was watching a segment and you know you know, you could tell when they. Well, actually, I was a little confused because, like, <laughs> sometimes when they have um, extras on, you know, you could tell that it's a wrestler. Like, there was yeah, this. <laughs> no, I don't think these are wrestlers. <laughs> no, no, no. there was one woman. There, this is where it went through my head. Where I was like, "Are these wrestlers?" Because there's one woman there who was jacked. She was like, oh,
2: "Was she?" She was jacked.
3: That. She had uh-huh. like the mu- but maybe she just does like well, that's awesome. crossfit or something in her free time which good for her. Um yeah.
2: I, I love <laughs> it. I it's so weird because he is weird. He's getting over with kind of like the Godfather style. No, like not, Mari, this not, is nothing you know, like the not, Godfather. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh mm, mm, we're not mm. we're not what
2: there, but what the el- women yeah. have been like it's been amazing we've been seeing all sorts of body types and styles and I don't know it's just weird it's getting over like it's getting over with me at least like Bobby Lashley is the man
3: yeah but I just think it's fun. I just think any time like it kind of it's just funny because like they do a lot of dancing and kind of like mm-hmm. you know like um I'm trying to you know like um, maybe the best comparison I can make is probably at, like a, a, a Grand Prix race like I imagine oh. that there are just women who are there who are like swaying <laughs> from side to side like maybe with like a Red Bull um, sponsorship yeah, logo, and logo yeah. in the background and like maybe they're like waving the little flags like flags, very yeah. early 2000s late 90s yes. like a little bit objectifying but like that's what yes. I feel like they're going for like Vince is like you know those uh, uh, just do the thing that that those girls do at the at the NASCAR races back in the yes, day. It's like, so I don't weird. know. It's strange. It does,
2: feel, it does feel a little object, objectifying, y but then it also does like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, 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 they they have not been referred to as like hoes or anything like the Godfather. It's just, <laughs> no, it's just pretty ladies that MVP uh, stocks uh, his, his VIP with yeah. the the MVP VIP segment. So it's been really funny, but. The biggest yeah. thing is we had Kofi like Kofi kind of came in and for a mm-hmm. minute there looked like he was in the title picture. Don't you dare tease me with a a, a Kofi No, that's unnecessary. Like, give we, it to me.
3: we don't need that. Like we don't need the tease of Kofi. But I mean, I don't appreciate the tease. I appreciate Kofi being in the title picture, of course. Yeah, But
2: just, oh, I want sad. him to move on. Like I want Lashley to move on from Drew and start a program with Kofi because Kofi gets all of the reactions. Like he's he just goes just so close to the title, even not even that close. And people are like, "Yes, Kofi, yes, yes." You know. So you why don't they do that? Why don't they give us Lashley versus Kofi? And I think I think it, Kofi. I can't remember if it was Kofi and Drew had a match for the first time ever, like they had never faced each other before, or if it was Kofi and Lashley, but. For a minute there, I was was hoping it would be a triple threat or something like that, but we don't know. We we don't know. Did they get a triple threat? I don't know. But anyways, um, this week on Raw, we did get a very good segment between MVP and Kofi, and MVP like trying to weasel Kofi away from Xavier and saying calling telling, telling him like he doesn't like to watch him shucking and jiving this is not
3: soul train this actually that's how i would punch this up i would make it like if they if those women had like a line and like that's really true. had their like beats figured out yeah. all of it like i would ooh, i'm yeah get it. i'm so get glad it. that this is not a video podcast, a video podcast. right now because i'm I'm ge- I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Just so you know, like just picture <laughs> so, the best dance moves you've ever seen. But yeah, give me Soul Train. Why? Is it, why is it? And I why? Think, I feel Femi like the Pete dancing Montel-
2: is where the the dancing is where the objectifying kind of comes in. Maybe.
3: But see, that's why I want it to be like Soul Train instead of like stripper. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. I was like, yes. I was looking for it. I was looking for it, but yeah, you get the point.
2: <laughs> yes, but but anyways, it, it was a call back to MVP, um talking to Bobby Lashley from TNA when uh what TNA ROH one of the two, one of the um when they were starting their their group over there. So, mm-hmm. um very interesting. Very interesting that MVP basically was like, "Right now I'm working with Bobby Lashley, but you know, Kofi, I see something special in you." Very good. Like, "Please just Give us a, a Lashley Kofi storyline after this Drew thing is done. Please, 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 please. It feels very Thank
3: uninspired. You. Actually, that's actually that's like a big the Drew that's, a big th- that's raw Bobby stuff? the Drew yeah the Drew Bobby stuff. But even like this segment, um, I watched you, it you back a like few the, times. You
2: didn't like the Kofi MVP segment?
3: It was just basic. And you know why I say that? I say that like in contrast to everything we just talked about with AEW mm-hmm. where it's so intricate and intentional and thought through. And I feel like they were like, okay, this week we're gonna just have you stand backstage against a random wall and have a conversation. And it's like, okay, but like let's make this creative. Like where's the well, creative team?
2: I'm hoping that maybe this leads to like um, you know, Kofi somehow getting involved with the Drew match so that he can, you know. Like I said, slide in there, but we we'll see. I I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of MVP. I love everything that Kofi yeah. does. The only other thing, the, not only other thing, but another thing to talk about. Uh, Eva my Marie, favorite, is coming my favorite, my
3: favorite Big Brother player ever. <laughs> Ooh, Eva stop. Marie, Natalie Eva. I should say Natalie Eva Marie
2: <laughs> from uh, Celebrity Big Brother two. Um, known as uh, Eva Marie in, in WWE, or she's coming back with the evolution, which is like WWE, shoot. you're never going to make Fetch happen. Like, give it up. They've been <laughs> trying to get this evolution, this emolution, this live the Carmella Lucian. They keep doing Emelina. Yeah, the <laughs> rebrand of. But we Eva Marie, yeah, has been. um she's been showing a visionette of like kind of what she's been doing since she left WWE and she she's calling herself like the what she said she's calling herself like the, the, the WWE superstar oh, the like, role model the, the, no 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 not the role model she, she called, called herself
3: like, a role model at some point
2: Mm, maybe that was just it? like I think
3: that might have you know what that was that was like one of one of the things that like it's weird the whole oh, long build
2: she, she's calling herself the new face of Monday Night Raw that's
3: what she's calling yes herself. yes mm-hmm. I think there was the a promo where Monday. she called herself the role model and then I remember Bailey tweeting about it and being like oh no you're not and like I, I just think maybe that was a mistake <laughs> it's like right. oh no Eva did you, I don't know if you've been watching Smackdown you can't do yeah. that gimmick yeah. infringement not ah, cool
2: She's coming back with pink hair instead She's of trying, like yeah. yeah, if you're if you Oh my god, this is so Eva
3: exciting.
2: Eva Marie's previous work, she had red hair, she was all red, everything. all red everything. Um when she went on Big Brother, she had like lavender hair. Um
3: you know so, what? Hair I'm just gonna say this right now. Um, not to be shady, but like hair color is not a personality trait. And <laughs> I just that, we'll leave it at that. Um, with Eva, though, I will say that I was actually getting really into her character, her red, yeah. uh, red, uh, all red everything read right before everything. she left because mm-hmm. I remember she was like, showing up on SmackDown at the time and kept kept mm-hmm. finding excuses not to, wrestle, not to wrestle, which were because mm-hmm. most people didn't want to see her wrestle. While well, she yes. was also training, <laughs> she was training with Brian Kendrick. Shout mm-hmm. out to Brian Kendrick. And she was yeah. working on getting better. And then she mm-hmm. kind of disappeared and then she mm-hmm. was on Big Brother. And then because of her wrestling fans, you know, you kind of you're rooting for her to do well. And she did pretty well. Um mm-hmm. but I don't like I, I just think it's funny because for years, like there've been stories and she's been interviewed, would you go back to wrestling? And she's kind of said, like, yeah, if they want me. Like there was an interview from um from March of this year. Or it, actually, no, no, no. It was from there's probably an interview from March, but there was one from September of last year where she said, like, if it made sense, of course I'd come back home. And it's like, Yeah, how hungry are you? Yeah. Get hungry. You want to be here, work for it. I'm like honestly not to like gatekeep, but um I kind of, I think of like Diddy and how intense Diddy was on making the band with mm-hmm. like do you want it? You got to you you better cross the Brooklyn Bridge and get me my cheesecake. <laughs> like right. Aubrey, dance your ass off. Dance your ass off. Like that is I want more. I just want people to be hungry. <laughs> And I just don't think she's that hungry. She does. Uh, she, she's like, I'll I'll show up if it makes sense. If it's a good career move, I don't. Yeah. I never felt like there's the passion for wrestling. And honestly, I, I also don't personally. And maybe this is being a little judgy, but like, I don't have a ton of respect for like. The people I have so much respect, I should say, for the people who start in WWE, leave and then go wrestle in the indies and then mm-hmm. go wherever. But that was not her story, and so I just don't see the passion for pro wrestling being why she's there.
2: Yeah, Eva Marie. I, I first off, yes, I agree. I, I actually did like her already. Everything character because, like you said, she basically avoided everything <laughs> to wrestle. <laughs> I've avoided wrestling at all costs, and it was a very Very funny gimmick.
3: By the way, Um, I'll just say like credit to her because that was like five weeks, but it's so memorable.
2: Yeah, it is. It was ro- exactly. It was really memorable. But she basically, from what I understand, she a- she asked to leave the WWE because she wanted to focus on acting. She yeah. thought she was going to be acting more. She did. She thought. yeah, and she thought yeah. Um. Then she ended up on C Big Celebrity Big Brother. Okay. And then, no. No. Okay. I'm just playing. Anyway, they were like
3: okay. Some there was definitely a lead. Tom Green was <laughs> so, there. She, so
2: she's back now. She's back because you you know, choice. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. She will make her in ring day be in ring. Uh, she'll be live in ring. We don't know if it'll be in ring action, but she'll be live in ring this
3: Monday. The 14th. Oh, no, she better wrestle because, she and, I, and it's fine if it's, it's fine if it's not this Monday night, but I need to see Eva Marie wrestle. And we've seen, there have been like obviously the training videos. Um, there also have been, some rumors I've seen about her being paired with someone. So like, Oh, really? There are two people I saw mentioned. Oh. One is, um, Eva Marie being paired with like, you know, kind of like more of a muscle. So Piper Niven was what from, um, the Mae okay. Young classic was Piper. mentioned. Yeah. And then Mercedes Martinez was the other name I saw. Oh. And honestly, I'm just going to say it now that if they put Mercedes Martinez with the evolution. I'm gonna become the number one Eva stand just for Mercedes because I have to support mm-hmm. my homegirl, girl, um, my home girl Mercedes. I have I do to love support me Mercedes. Oh, yeah, and shout out to her, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, happy Pride to Mercedes. She is great yes. representation HL- LGBTQ representation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna say, if they do it, Vince, Vince, Vinny, Vinny. Vinnie, mm-hmm. if you're listening, uh, please don't do that because I don't want to have to stand. Even exactly, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but the Piper, uh, Piper Nevin, uh, Piper, Piper Nevin, or whatever—that yeah. would be that would kind of be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that.
3: Don't don't say that. I actually don't think <laughs> but, I mind
2: seeing that. But we'll see. All right. Yeah, we'll see. So, um, we'll on see. To never know. Some something very disappointing to see during the hiatus. We spent a large chunk of season one following the fiend storyline, the fiend and Alexa Bliss storyline.
3: I that was our it. main storyline. I'd it say it was our
2: main. Yes, yes, it was. And I would say that I I said it at wrestle after WrestleMania night two. When the fiend lost her in New York, that this was the Don't dumbest at thing me. ever. Yeah. At Matt Scott, because Matt Scott still had hope back then. I but did. <laughs> I said that was the dumbest thing they could have done. Where are we going with this now? And I am upset. And guess what? I am triply upset because so the, <sighs> the fiend, the fiend's been gone. I, I can't even remember if he, he showed up on Raw, like, after WrestleMania, I think he showed up as Bray Wyatt for a second there, and then we're just, yeah. he was just gone. He's not, he's now off TV. He's been off TV for a while now, and all of that character trait thing um, has has. On over to Alexa's character. Alexa had this promo after WrestleMania saying that she realized she no longer needed the fiend and that the power was inside of her. And, and then she introduced her doll, Lily, which was like I guess, girl. And Alexa and Lily have been basically terrorizing the women's division for the past few weeks. I I, I don't get it. I don't get it and I'm no longer invested. No. Um. I don't. I just, I don't. I don't understand. Exactly. I don't like it all at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Probably
3: not alone. Uh, also, it, <laughs> I, I'm just going to say uh, Alexa Bliss, by the way, I saw um, a few weeks back lost her pig, Larry Steve. Uh, um, yeah. And that was really, really sad to, uh-huh. to see, by the way, um, such a big heart as a, as a person and a performer. Right. Uh-huh. But yeah, this is not, like we could make something out of it on the podcast and talk about it and talk about all of the goofy stuff that comes up and it's you know like we just I don't so not, what where did the heat like there was there was some was, ener, yeah. there was a lot of energy leading into, front, into yeah. mania and then out coming out of it like there was a lot of doubt and like what was that why did we get that and I was hopeful as you mentioned and then um. Now we're here where it's like Alexa went from being like the A story, the mm-hmm. main event multiple times actually really like closing out the show and being featured and being featured alongside a lot of, uh, alongside the men, the men mm-hmm. and which is huge as we, we know. Cause, um, you know, yeah. Triple H and women and stuff, but yeah. also, um, you know, I, it's, yeah, I don't, I think that I'm still hopeful. I'm just a little confused where WWE sees her because like five months ago, four months ago, three months ago, even it was very clear that they loved and were very invested in Alexa Bliss. And now it's like, okay,
2: I I think they're, they're, I mean, the back is definitely invested in her. Is is it, is it, are the fans still like, I mean, I'm, she has her, I mean, that's, she has her Alexa squad. Like there's people she will never alienate. It's just. This character here now, like so, she she kind of gotten into it with um like Shayna and Nia. They they ended up who we you know we also featured a lot. Shayna and Nia ended up uh, losing their titles to uh, Natty and Tamina, and um Shayna and Nia have also kind of just gone their separate ways because w- during their rematch, Reginald got in the way, and then Shayna and Reggie ha- Reginald had a, a had a match together. And in this week's clip um, during Alexa and Shayna, Shayna had came on like the the playground, Alexa's playground a few times before this. And during this segment, Shayna blames Alexa. This this, this segment, let me let me go back. This segment from this Please. week uh, was very, very uh, polarizing. A lot of people either they well. And a lot of people just kind of hated it. So (laughs) hated it or loved it. But basically Shayna comes on the playground, talks to Alexa and says, tells Alexa that she's the reason that she's been losing, Um, that her, that her and Nia lost their, their titles. Um, and that, uh, why Reggie beat Shayna is because of Alexa. I actually liked this portion because as somebody who was still just dipping my toe in and out of this storyline, Shayna clearly states why she is no longer like with Naya and Reggie, why mm-hmm. she is turning her anger on Alexa and Lily. And it is, mm-hmm. it is so succinct. And I like that. I liked every part of Shayna's part in this segment. <laughs> um, Alexa basically doing her little kid possessed thing and 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 saying and Lily having Lily there, and Shayna basically takes Lily, she says she's not afraid of Lily no she throws Lily she's, down no. don't
3: um, do that
2: Alexa's telling her you basically don't do that or or staring at yeah. her crazy. Alexa's basically doing a lot of staring with those content um and then Shayna steps on Lily and it's like they they did a really good job of cutting this all together and <sighs> then Alexa is basically like oh you shouldn't have done that and all Meany face, and so Shayna, fire starts popping up. Shayna like runs up the ramp. And it's fire, 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 you yeah. know. And Shayna's kind of like running around, acting scared. It, it, it cuts to Shayna in the back again, very cinematic, where she's like trying to get out the door, but she can't. Lights are like flickering. It goes like very horror movie ish. Yeah, Shayna's just trying to find a way out of the um. The Thunder Arena, uh, Thunderdome. <laughs> and so um she then goes into like a, a locker yeah. room area, and then there's a mi- there's mirrors everywhere, a mirror, and then Lily is behind her, and she like throws something at the mirror, but Lily's still there, and then we we close up on like she kicks Shana. the mirror, yeah, which Shana's, like, he- like, what Shane is like like she kicked the mirror, okay, yeah, my bad, but um like Shana's like hands are on her head, and she's like like making this worried face and people were like, oh, this is bull crap. Like they're making shit scary. Why is Shayna crying? I I I saw all of the maybe it's because I saw all the reactions before I actually saw yeah. the clip. But once I saw mm-hmm. the clip, I was like, damn, Shayna is acting. I actually I really actually like this segment. Um because I have said it on this podcast. I love this Shayna. I love seeing Shayna's charisma. I love when Shayna talks. I love that now apparently she can go and be in like the Saw franchise because she was a very good like horror movie actress there for that (gasps) last 10 seconds. (laughs) I re- i'm I'm like in I'm like legit, and I don't she wasn't crying, her eyes are like watery a little bit, but I thought Shayna did a great job in this segment given what creative asked of her. Do I think this is a great narrative no uh do I think it's a bad story by bad creative? Yes, do I think Shayna knocked that out of the park park hell, yes, so I don't know mm. i am in the I'm kind of in the the side of i i like i like the segment I like Shayna. <laughs>
3: Yeah, um first of all, where do I go first here? So one, I guess the first thing I just want to mention is I think that the everything you said is like super valid and I think I kind of agree with a lot of it, but the problem is I just don't feel like performers talking to dolls or two inanimate mm-hmm. objects like unless it's like an Alexa situation where like that's your thing like talking to an inanimate object is just kind of like inherently Silly. goofy in my yeah. mind in WWE and so to me I'm like is Shayna coming off too goofy mm-hmm. I don't know we'll see how this affects her longer term but I hope it doesn't go from like you know the serious shooter gimmick to kind of like you know Talking to dolls um, and being afraid of dolls, but yeah, I like what you're saying. Like, I want to see her in the Saw franchise. I want to see her like (laughs) um, chained to a pipe in a boiler room and (laughs) chopping off her foot um, to to get free. That's what I need. Like, I need, I need uh, Jigsaw rolling up on his little tricycle. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to play a game? And Shana's like, I'm ready for it. Like, that's what I'm ready. I need it. I need it.
2: But that's but that's what I like because I again I've been very vocal. I I did not like Shayna and NXT. Like some people were like, "Oh, we need the old Shayna back." Like the it gets old NXT. Yeah, I didn't like her. I didn't like that boring, dominating heel. And let's be real, just. A year ago, people didn't like Shayna running through the women's Elimination Chamber match, beating everybody when she was still doing that dominant heel character. So That this was, was too
3: like, soon, I think, too, especially like she just got there. It was weird because like she had that dominant month or two and then and then like everything, everything yeah, and then everything <laughs> kind of changed and shifted changed. to like the Nia stuff and like yes. more over time, especially now, like more of the Actually, I don't even know if I would really call this like, com- it's kind of comedy. It's not
2: comedy. It's just it's not exactly. That.
3: It's not. Yeah. It, it's like right now. It's just, it's cause you, you get the creepy vibes. It's actually, I guess a good comparison is the Alexa Randy Fiend stuff where like, it's not oh, comedy. Yeah. You could laugh at it, and we laughed a lot at a lot of it, but like at the same time, like hopefully we're getting that from
2: Shayna. And you know what? And that's maybe. what I feel we're getting. I feel if we're I'm going to be that's still cool Randy Orton reaction yeah. to this Thank weird stuff. Thank you. That's what I'm Shayna saying. Doing that. Yeah.
3: That's what I'm just getting at, where I'm, I'm coming around to it as I like verbally process all of this, mm-hmm. because um, like, yeah, maybe Shayna could benefit from some of the glow of. Alexa, which clearly was just on the fiend and Randy, so I'm I don't know why I stay hopeful. Yeah, but I, I mean, what the other choice do you have, right?
2: Yeah, and and like I said, the storylines can definitely be crap, but it's you know the superstars are the ones who like really you know make it, and I and I do yeah. think Shana is doing a pretty good job t- t- turning shit into you know chicken shit into. T- uh, chicken salad so I don't yeah. know that's just me and and like I said I, I love Shayna showing personality just period give me some personality and that's why I, I like the crowd is so fickle like that's why they should never listen to any of us because mm-hmm. the crowd is so fickle they go back from I, I hated Shayna dominating all the women and I was so happy that Becky beat her to um, man they're making Shayna look goofy turn her back into like a dominating heel it's like you yeah. can do both like she like she is showing some charisma she's showing some um actual um uniqueness personality yeah Nerve. <laughs> and talent so mm. i just i just I, I i i didn't find it as bad as i think a lot of people did because it yeah. was like people hated it like that it was trending for like a day and a half that people just really didn't like that segment so
3: mm. can't All right. blame them I know. <laughs> Not everyone loves chicken salad. Yes, it, it, that's true. That
2: that is true. That is true. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, on Smackdown, SmackDown, I
4: mean,
2: SmackDown is just I like I like I say I don't watch Raw live. I normally watch SmackDown live. I, I don't miss a SmackDown to be quite honest, um, because the Roman Jimmy and J Uso stuff has just been phenomenal give us that day one ish yes the the storytelling amongst the family and then Jimmy Mm. coming back trying to sway Jay over to his side but Jay being loyal to Roman but then Roman basically saying you go back to Jimmy you'll just be another one of the Usos you're no longer the main event it's just it's just so good and it's so horrible because Roman is such a bad guy and it's so you know what
3: Speaking of speaking of uh going back to Eva and uh celebrity big brother too, uh we got Tamar Braxton as the winner. We've seen Braxton family values. I want Oos family values now. <laughs> Give me Oos family values. I would love to just see it all worked out behind the scenes and throw in Naomi. She's in the family yeah. too. Get her over here to SmackDown. Please. We need her. And also they don't Please. they have a pretty light women's roster right now. So Oh my who god, knows? very light. Very light.
2: Mm-hmm. like Skeleton. half of the women's half of the SmackDown women's roster was just let go so please <gasps> please, please please they didn't the notice come over. you
3: know the equality, the equality. You know, <laughs> they are <they're> featured <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to have an all women show, so we have to release all of the really great women who are on SmackDown. Sure, yes.
2: and and Naomi has been tweeting like whenever like Roman messes with Jimmy, Naomi, uh, Naomi has been tweeting like I'll get him, I'll get him. It's so good, like <laughs> this, the the show. It's being carried by Roman, Jimmy, and Jay, or Jay and Jimmy. You know, I love that whole like they jimmy and jay have been um trying to go after the tag team titles for the past few weeks and roman correctly points out like um you guys opened the show for the tag team titles Mm -hmm. to jay and he's like jay when it was just me and you you were main eventing and and he's doing roman is doing some top tier manipulation and gaslighting like it is like top freaking tear which is
3: love horrendous. it this so, yeah would love to be gaslight me roman gaslight <laughs> yeah, oh yes he's uh.
2: he like the best you know <laughs> thing right now. i don't care what anybody says i i really don't he, he is carrying that show and so um the mysterios won the tag team titles from the dirty dogs a few it was a month or so ago yeah um maybe at the pay-per-view I don't know sure. who cares but um remember. so Ray Ray Mysterio and Dominic uh, Mysterio are now officially the first ever like ta- father-son tag team champions in like WWE history and yeah. so uh Jimmy and Jay were trying to take the belts from them but like Roman kind of he got them disqualified um at one the, the at one point the uh, ref blew a call when Jay got his shoulder up and um in the first match. So it was, it's been great storytelling. And then last night, it just really, really kicked up a notch. Um, because, uh, roman when roman interfered last week in the the tag team title match he like beat the snot out of dominic mysterio so ray came back and he was mad and he wanted to confront roman in the ring and because he said that dominic was like really hurt and all of that and so roman comes to uh confront ray mysterio but then dominic gives ray a kindo stick ray starts beating up on roman but roman quickly overtakes um Ray, and then Dominic comes out of nowhere, and then Dominic and, and Roman start going at it, and Roman got the upper hand on Dominic, and Roman chucked Dominic out of the ring. It was didn't need crazy. To do that. It was all over Twitter. It was so wow. He threw that boy like he was a, a newspaper and, and Roman was on a paper route. Like, so uh uh we Ray Rey Mysterio challenged uh Roman to a title match at Hell in a Cell, which I was not seeing this coming. Like I I Hell in a cell is next week. I I did at this point, I guess we didn't know who Roman was gonna face. And so, you know, it looks like he's gonna be fa- facing Rey Mysterio, which is nuts banana. We're we're about to get Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio possibly for the Universal Championship at Hell in a Cell. I don't, I don't know, know
3: it's why it's a cell. But, Ooh, I don't know why it feels so. I don't know. It just feels good. It feels kind yeah. of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it is exactly.
2: Yeah, and I, I like realize I probably should have saved all of that explanation for our 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 podcast ne- next week. But it's been Never. so good. <laughs> it, it honestly, yeah, exactly. It's been it's been so good. So yeah, we're again. That was me slipping up. We're gonna keep it light for the rest How of it. Dare but you. Uh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you are you enjoying this story though, Matt? Or?
3: Um, you know what? Yeah, the well like there are different parts to it, right? Like I really yeah. like the the oos uh family values and I also like that we're seeing, like, this is actually kind of what I wanted, and I guess Edge wasn't the person for it, but Mm. this is what I wanted with the Edge storyline. Like, ooh, okay, we're gonna get Christian in there. We're gonna get um, Beth Phoenix showing up. Like, I like that they're having, like, family feud without Steve Harvey, of course. But, (laughs) you know, I don't know which way I'd prefer it, but hey, maybe Steve Harvey will show up.
2: No, let's not.
3: Let's Um, not. Yeah. I mean, I I put it out there because... I, I just don't think. It, I think I'd, I, I'm just trying to make sure it doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's great. We'll get get into that more um, later on in the week. Uh, also, another feud that's just been going: uh, Bianca and Bailey. Bianca is the current SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, her and Bailey renewed their feud after WrestleMania. They faced each other at WrestleMania Backlash, if I remember correctly. And again, we'll go into you know. Great detail, what's been going on, but basically they've just been building a great feud while Sasha's been gone. Sasha's been gone since WrestleMania. Um, so they've been kind of carrying the division on their back. Like Matt said, the, the women, SmackDown women's division has been very light, um, because yeah. of all of the cuts. Uh, big shout out to Liv Morgan and Carmella too, who have been having yes. a few good matches the last few, few weeks. I actually yeah. really like their matches. Um, yeah. so it, you know, it, been good. Uh, Natty and Tamina, uh, they won the belts. Like we said, this is, uh, Tamina's first championship belts ever, which is crazy to me, but whatever.
3: I mean, um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad it happened though, eventually.
2: Oh, of course. Um, I, I'm just shocked that
3: it took this long. Well, they were like, in. you know what, Tamina? You know what? I shouldn't be You sure. know what, Vince? Actually, I think Vince was like, we need a hot young new talent Stop to it. feature here. Uh and <laughs> I just like I pre- I've always liked the idea of Tamina, but I also feel like they kind of treated Tamina as a joke and I love this respect that they're they're giving to her and to Natty first oh. of all cuz like the thing that's so rough about Natty sometimes is that we've seen her on like Uh, not only on social media, but on Total Divas, just Mm -hmm. like literally in conversation with Mark Carano about how frustrated she's been with her spot multiple times, and it's like you really feel for her and I am, I I don't think there's anyone in the WWE who I'm happier for right now with their spot than these two, this is really great
2: yeah, exactly yeah, so SmackDown. I don't know what they were
3: waiting for, I just want to put that out there again, I don't know what they were waiting for, but Mm -hmm. It's cool.
2: Yeah, it's cool. Smackdown is firing on all cylinders. It really is. It is like a you not a must a must watch show. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and 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 speaking of firing on all cylinders Pat McAfee on yeah. commentary. What? That man is standing half the time. Is.
4: So <laughs> but good. it's his
3: excitement. It, yeah, he is really good. And we've kind of seen like some shifts over on Raw. It's so we saw, um, yeah. we saw Adnan Verk pop in for like a cup of coffee and that didn't yeah. work out too well. Yeah. But, um, you know what? I, I'm, um, I'm, I, I like it. It's nice to yeah. see people who are excited about wrestling and it kind of translates.
2: Oh my gosh, yes. Pat McAfee and Michael Cole on the announce table didn't know that's what I needed, but they are really good. Pat McAfee is so freaking good. I I especially like when um, Nakamura has a new entrance, uh, Rick Boog, whatever, I can't even say his name, uh, plays uh, Nakamura in on his entrance. And Pat McAfee, they always cut to him. He is standing on the announce desk, rocking out to Rick Boog on the guitar playing Nakamura in, and it is just great. Like, shout out to Pat McAfee. He's we he did a great job in NXT. Yeah. We may have covered I I can't remember if we covered that or not, but he did a great job with um Adam Cole in NXT. Yeah. He is, you know, he has his own podcast. He's he's not new to this, um, mm-hmm. when it comes to sports um commentating and stuff like that, former uh, Indianapolis Colt, uh, punter right is a punter or kicker one of the
3: two. It's the same thing in I yeah. don't look
2: but he's great there's I a mean, difference I don't know uh, yeah there's a there's a difference. <gasps> there's kickers and punters <laughs> uh, but he's he's amazing he, wow. he's amazing and I, I I love listening to the Smackdown uh, announced game, so
3: we're not going to go into the kicker punter thing but that actually <laughs> just blew my mind we're really, really at, like let's really, move on. Okay. Well, because like, what are no, no, no we're not, talking, right. about we're not, not talking, talking about, this. about <laughs> this. We're not talking about this. We're not talking about this.
2: Okay. So, um, and finally, just wrapping up the highlights of the hiatus. Yes. Um NXT in your house will be this Sunday. It mm-hmm. is the NXT's like own kind of like pay per view match. You can watch all of WWE's pay-per-view matches um, on Peacock now. uh, If you have, like, I know for Peacock comes free to me from my through my cable provider, Uh, so yeah, it's fancy. Yeah, it's really easy for me to watch these. So that like that is kind of the not to get into it too much, but that is kind of the problem with like, like you said, I couldn't I didn't watch Double or Nothing Live because Rob doesn't pay us enough to <laughs> to, be <able> to, pay, <laughs> to, to be able to pay $60 for pay-per-views. So we you know, I mean, we catch it later, you know,
3: <laughs> Yeah, no, um, no, we, Mari, you know, our contracts are big. We're getting,
2: yeah, we're getting look, the WWE. Let me just say this is our
3: full time job. Yeah, just so you know. Thank you, Rob. I feel like by the way, let me just say cuz you mentioned Rob, um I one thing I love about Sasha Banks and I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, random side note, but she tweets Vince McMahon sometimes oh, and does, I yeah. literally have like screenshotted you, some Vince. of these tweets. Thank you, Vin- Vinny. Yes, please. Prayer <laughs> emoji hand. Oh my yes. God, I love Sasha so much. Um, the boss, the real yes. boss.
2: One day we're just gonna tweet out. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> we're
3: oh no, that. I'm literally just gonna tweet Robbie. <laughs> Not even tag him.
2: <laughs> yeah so um yeah we so it, it's hard for us to watch some of those pay-per-views uh, so if you mm-hmm. you know shout out if you, you've got any links whatever um so nxt in your house it's another one of those uh, takeovers where it has like a five match card um the nxt championship will be a fatal five way between karrion Cross, who is the current champion versus adam cole versus pete dunn Versus Johnny Gargano versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I mean, this match is like it's for the championship. Karrion Cross does not move me as the champion. Wow. Any one of these, I know, I know. Um, no, I'm,
3: I don't know why I'm pretending to be shocked.
2: Honestly, I know. I don't know why. Know. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: the four, any of these four other guys could take the championship, and I would love it, but I don't think that's going to happen right now. No, um I think I, I'm pretty sure i'm on record saying that i the only good thing about carrying cross is scarlet, scarlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's whatever i i this match um i'm going to just say i think carrying cross is going to take
3: this i do so like a matter. good bald wrestler with some tattoos so you know yeah. i think that goes for him but yeah there's carrying cross and yeah. i think everyone else kind of has things going on that like yeah. the adam cole kyle O'Reilly, o'reilly thing is the thing that stands out to me most but yeah i I'm, I mean, I'm not really, I'm just thinking about five way matches too. Yeah. And I, like I don't feel matches. like, I mean, yeah, but, but yeah. I don't think WWE loves to, this might be based on nothing. So correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but like, I don't feel like they love to switch titles in like big matches if they want it to be consequential and meaningful they yeah. like one on one or like even one-on-one. triple threats but not like triple a five threat person threat. where there's so many shenanigans
2: yeah I forget I, I have to ask one of my best friends because he, he used to break it down for me he was like I think it's something like triple threats you will you might see a um, title switch but a fatal four way you won't something like that it, but either way I do hmm. like I like yeah. fatal five way matches in a sense. like if if it's covered right and it's done right there can be things going on all the time, you know, yeah. like people fight on the outside, people yeah. fight on the inside, whatever whatever, so the match style Everywhere. itself yeah, I'm excited about, but the the match, eh, whatever um, next mm-hmm. we have the NXT Women's Championship match, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon again, Raquel I think, Ra- Gonzalez-
3: I mean she's retaining, I yeah. assume
2: yeah, she just got it and yeah. she'll, she'll more than likely have Dakota Kai in her corner because yes. I, I you can't convince me that they're not going to do something where dakota or raquel turn on each other at some point they have to tell that storyline i feel like first um and ember moon ember moon a former nxt women's champion herself uh she came back down to nxt to kind of get her mojo back um and mojo raleigh if you will (laughs) yeah she i mean she is she is a credible challenger. I love everything Ember does in the ring. I mean, she still has one of the best women's finishers of all time.
3: Um, one of the best finishers overall of oh, all time. Yeah, like exactly. especially from a consistency perspective of mm-hmm. hitting it and it just having that impact. Love it. Love yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, she still doesn't. For some reason, doesn't feel like a credible challenger. Just in the sense that True. they're still building Rock Yeah. So we're definitely going to go with Raquel on that one. Yeah. So I am this kind of, I'm excited about this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm really shocked. Uh, the winner takes all match of the NXT tag team championships match. Championships and the North American Championship are going to be put on the line. So Bronson Reed is the current North American Champion. Um, I think he took it off of Johnny Gargano. Um, and then MSK are the NXT Tag Team Champions. We have covered them. We are all know. I am uh, MSK uh, Mark. Stan, all mm-hmm. of the above. I love, I love, um, MSK, and so, and there is going to be them versus Legado del Fantasma. I love Santos Legado
3: del Fantasma. Escobar, yes, uh, Raul Mendoza, and <laughs> yes, Joaquin Wild.
2: Yes, I, I love Legado del Fantasma. So this match, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I love this kind of gimmick match where whoever wins takes all the gold. Yeah. I love that. I love, they don't do these enough. Yeah, they don't do these enough, and. You just know there's going to just be a lot of high flying and a lot of hard hitting in this match. So,
3: no, I, by I, the way, I, I love this type of match where it's like you have champions on both sides. So, no matter what, somebody's going to lose something. But, um, I, yeah, I, I feel like NXT really loves Bronson Reed and MSK and WWE wants to like build them up. Um, mm-hmm. and so this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. I've come around to, Like MSK, Bronson Reed, I'm still figuring out, but me too. Yeah,
2: (laughs) me too, actually. Yeah, I still don't, I'm still a little not for us, yeah, (laughs) but I'm excited about that match. And I think, I think Bronson Reed and MSK are going to take this here, but I think that's going to be match of the night. I I honestly think that's going to be match of the night. That might say be saying a much, but I I like it. Uh, So, this too. Million-dollar championship ladder match, Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight.
3: We so, have the million-dollar championship back. in the picture.
2: Yeah, like so Cameron Grimes, like we were talking about before we left, Cameron Grimes has been he, he won his money on cryptocurrency. He's been trying to outdo Ted DiBiase, but at every turn, Ted DiBiase has been getting the better of him. And Finally, Ted DiBiase brought back the Million Dollar Championship match. He put it on the line, LA Knight. I think, is this LA Knight's first takeover appearance? Probably not, but um, it's going to be LA Knight versus Kevin Ryan. I don't think so. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. In a ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship. And first off, I love the ladder matches. And second off, the Million Dollar Championship is just one of those championships where it's just like, it actually means absolutely nothing, but it's also. Pretty cool to have around. (laughs) Like, it's almost, I hate to say it, it's almost like the 24 7 championship. Like, where has that been? Like, for reals.
3: It's Um, fine. It could, yeah, wait, actually.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Think about it. It, It's always, it's always always our truth. If if you have to ask who has the million, the, oh um, no, I was going to say,
3: well, yeah, it it always goes back to our truth. I feel (laughs) like our truth hit like 50 reigns and then maybe we were also, yeah, and I don't know. I don't remember. No, I, don't I don't remember. I don't remember what happened with that.
2: He was at like thirty-five. He's at know. no. He is at like, fifty, like but I don't, maybe he's yeah. at fifty-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, don't know. I,
3: I like to be accurate, but yeah, let's put Virgil. I want to see a, a Virgil on the. Oh, mm, I was going to make a joke about Virgil on a pole match, and I just don't like the sound of that, Mari. So we're gonna we're gonna leave it in,
2: but just <laughs> rem, note for
3: next time. No, we're good. No, no more on, on a pole match. matches. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, million dollar championship ladder match. I, I'm, I don't know. I haven't really. Maybe, maybe Cameron. I feel like ca- this goes better with Cameron Grimes's character, I guess. But I don't know. Eh, either way,
3: I don't know either. Uh, well, La Knight <laughs> does have
2: that. Kind of, La Knight does have that character, like the bombastic character as well.
3: Ooh, that's a so, big Latanya word, <laughs> bombastic.
2: So I think, I just think it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a decent match. It's going to be a ladder match. Um, let's go with LA Knight winning here for me.
3: Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah, and then finally the another women's match, just a regular singles match. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee. Zia Lee was a big storyline that we talked about all season one. To be quite yeah. honest, I don't know where it's gone. It, it, I'm I'm a, I'm very confused about it. So. We'll do some more digging and we'll talk about that later. But basically, Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee. I think this was some sort of spinoff between the Robert Stone brand or something. And I don't know, man. But I don't. I don't don't know who should win this because I uh, last time I checked, they were still building up Zia Lee. But (sighs) Mercedes Martinez is a very big foe to try and conquer for her.
3: You know, one thing that I think that I've realized is as much as I like Mercedes Martinez, I don't like talking about Mercedes Martinez in like random throwaway Ma- stuff. Like, I can't her, wait yes, until the moment, her. you know, her moment, whatever that really looks like or when that yeah. really comes up. Um, but yeah, sure. I'm, I think Zaya is going to take this.
2: Yeah, I can see Zaya Lee winning because of some random interference with the Robert stone brand because I, I I think Robert stone was trying to hire Mercedes to do some stuff or something like that so um yeah, yeah way anyway, it was probably while. gonna be on yeah. a- It was a while ago, right? It's probably well. I
3: mean, also, like with Zaya, the other thing is like they started that storyline and uh, at the start of the year, and it was really intense. And I mean, you would think that it could build to this championship picture level. I mean, I wonder if we might get Zaya Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez, and to me, that would make more sense than. Yeah, you know, from like a so, long-term yeah. storytelling perspective, than like Mercedes Martinez versus yeah, Raquel Gonzalez, Leo, which would be a lot of fun.
2: Jesse Kamea a lot of people, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so
3: I would. It's I would very like that. I would, yeah, that. exactly, yeah. exactly. But hopefully, it builds up more so that there's like more of a payoff around um her her gimmick around yeah. Zaya's gimmick.
2: Yeah. Exactly all right so that's it for the highlights of our hiatus um, check out our show notes for any any clips um, that we've included this week um, again little light on the clips just because we're just hanging out we're chilling, we're chilling. Um, <laughs> so next up our final segment the shoot Segment where each week we talk about anything unplanned, unscripted, or any real life occurrences that have happening have happened in wrestling. And since basically this has just been a long shoot episode, that's that's what we um, decided to do this week. We're just gonna use this time to tell you like we're back. We're excited to be back for the second season. Um, we're planning to do more new segments, as many um, as po- many different ones as possible. Um, we're gonna have great guests um again some guests that we might have had on before some new guests some yeah. new people like just switch you it know, up switch it up yeah we're gonna we're gonna really try to bring this uh, second season we're gonna try and um pull in as many um, more communities as possible we want to be yeah. all, more inclusive we want to yeah. reach out really reach out and touch the the wrestling community in some way shape or form. Um, Matt, are you excited about the second season?
3: I am. I am. And I think (laughs) that the, it's like, it's like, yes, I am, even though, uh, we've started the second season already. So clearly I'm excited for the second season. But I think the thing that I'm most excited by is, just like all of the people who will pass through the podcast yeah. and all of the different um, communities, as you mentioned, that will get kind of like these shout outs and some recognition. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think for a lot of you too, um, feel free to let us know, like to DM us, um, mm-hmm. probably not best to like, I mean, who knows? Yeah, if you I'm not encouraging people to tag people and tweet them that they should be on our podcast. D- I, 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 n- you n- no but like, you can DM out. us and email us <laughs> wrestling at com to let us know who you'd like to see but um just think of RHAP and there are a ton of people within this RHAP universe who we would love to have on. Some of them listen to the podcast, some mm-hmm. of them don't, but we'll see what we can make happen. We're going to, we're going to make some magic happen. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, to your point, just about being glad to be back, I want to just say, Robbie, <laughs> thank you, Robbie. <laughs> Okay. I don't well, know why that's like yeah. my Sasha Twitter, yeah, Twitter it's, Vince voice, but I just yeah. feel it. I feel it.
2: Yes. Yeah, Thank so you, good. Robbie. Yes, and we we really appreciate the RHAP community for embracing us. Um, please help us continue to do this by just uh, so showing us the support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And share. Um, and share yeah, because share. I was
3: literally mm-hmm. just having this conversation with someone yesterday. Like, you could listen to the podcast and that's great, but like, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, be mm-hmm. a good friend by thinking about your friends and saying, who would be who, who,
4: who, 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 who would be
3: interested in hearing about this podcast and about pro wrestling, um, through our lens, because it's not, I feel like our pot, like wrestling. Yeah, that's great. But what we do is we talk about wrestling through our lens as reality TV fans. And I don't know. As a reality TV fan, I have a lot of fun doing it. I like it. I like what we do and um I think other people it's cool to see other people kind of get into it and you know whether or not they watch week to week have fun with us and um I've had a ton of fun on this episode already so I'm just saying exactly. can't wait can't wait for the the magic to happen over the next um couple of months of season 2 really as we lead up to and build up to the I don't know what Oh, the biggest party of the summer, Summer Summer Slam!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and before we go, I just, of course, I have to shout out Black Wrestling Twitter. You guys are amazing!
4: Shout Um, out! I was I
2: I was present at the at the trial of Seahawk, and it just goes to show you that um, communities built around um, different, you know, just cultures like wrestling itself. It's just so eye opening, and you meet so many different people. And not only that, but it was just funny. Black Twitter, Black Wrestling Twitter. You are hilarious. That does not mean we that see. other wrestling Twitter isn't hilarious. I just no. wanted to shout them out because on a Monday during Raw, they had five hundred people on Twitter Spaces or places, uh, uh, a feature <laughs> that twi- that nobody uses on Twitter.
3: Literally, but no one.
2: No one. I That was my first time ever using it. There was over 500 people there to talk about just um, different issues within like Black Wrestling Twitter and stuff like that. And shout out to at uh, Seahawk on Twitter and everybody who was there. It was so fun. So funny. I think we got a lot accomplished by just talking stuff through. And it, it's just funny. It's when you're a part of when you're part of a mm-hmm. culture that then enjoys the same thing you do. You just see so many Different perspectives. And like Matt said, that's what we aim to do. We aim to just bring our perspective, different perspectives, um, to the world of wrestling podcasts. So, uh, thank you yeah. for being here with us. Thank you for riding with us. And we hope, uh, we can reach out to more people, um, as, as much as we can.
3: Yeah. And just like putting a cap on it, representation matters.
2: Mm-hmm. It, it, it sure does. <laughs> That's okay. the lesson. I mean, it, that's, a,
3: that's, yeah. def, that's our episode title. Ty- no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. So Matt, time to get out of here. Uh, Where can people find you? What are you doing?
3: Oh my god, Mari. Plug yourself. I have some plugs. I have some plugs (laughs) today. So a lot of different things are coming up actually but things I'll mention. So one is around like this time next week, um, you'll see a podcast drop that I'm going to do with um, frequent guest and friend of the show, Um, even though we canceled her at the start of the episode, Grace Leader aka Stella (laughs) you. Um, talking on post-show recaps about Pride on FX, which is a six-part docu-series going decade by decade through um, just the LGBTQ fight for civil rights. So that's going to be really powerful. Um, I also... See, this is what happens when I'm not podcasting. I just get my hands into other stuff. So yeah. I wrote a column, my first column for something called Into Magazine. Similarly, on the theme, um, it's a digital magazine, a magazine about the modern queer world. Um, I also released a film. It's like a thing. It's a small thing, you know. Check it out, please. Um, mm-hmm. At www.letscare. film, it's called Twenties and Change, San Francisco. Uh, uh, Lita. Amy Dumas is in that. She pops in. Uh, I'm still reliving that, even though that was two years ago. And um, yeah, it is. That's I think that's what I've got. But um, you could also just follow me at Matt Scott GW. And yeah, this is between like this stuff and Mafia and then a couple of other things that will come out in the next week. I'm so proud to say I'm booked and busy. Um yes. cuz usually I'm not. So um <laughs> this is this is going to be nice.
2: Yes, and I'm so proud of you, Matt. You've been doing great things. So Okay, um, wait. Hold I'm on. Before
3: it. we before even What? Like before even that. Let me just say Mari like mm-hmm. but okay, so we did get to podcast together for Cook Islands and all yes. of that and that was great. But like you are just like the I don't know. I don't know. You deserve a podcasting award for something because <laughs> I just see you out here shining. What was I listening to? Like uh, probably everything. There's, there's been a lot of stuff, but like, oh, I, Solitary. You were in the RHP yes. rewind. Hilarious. Just thank shining. You. So I'm always I'm grateful to be here on the Rustling Rehab, Up, which is my, um, my my main my main chick basically. Yes, basically.
2: same. Yes, thank you. Main chick.
3: Wow. Oh, that that I, I laughed too hard.
2: So uh, as for me, <laughs> <Yes>. uh I <laughs> you can catch me, like Matt said, I was on the RHAP Rewind a few weeks ago going over solitary with both Karen and uh Chappelle, aka C dog. Um you can catch Woof, us. We were on the Cook Island podcast again two weeks ago. It was the 19th uh, ranked uh, Survivor uh, season. So go listen to us talk for like five hours about that uh you can go to puya's twitch um and i was on there i did a two-parter with him a tearless tuesday two-parter yeah. we just we just finished up the, the second part this tuesday we were ranking our our favorite tv channels if you want to um hear all of the crazy tv shows that i watch or currently currently watch or previously watch you can find it there you can um watch the the vod also um just a shout out to puya because he is currently doing like a -a subathon all june he's he's streaming all june Mm. so please go to twitch follow Puya. Uh, you can find a, a link to his Twitch at his Twitter at Puyaism uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so shout out to him for letting shout me out to uh, him. Yeah, do the tier list, doing um, Among Us Amongst Us a few times. Um, we were both, like we mentioned at the top, we were both on the RJP Podcasters Mafia game. We you were. can find that on YouTube, at ROTS mm-hmm. Podcast on YouTube. And other than that, you know once um big brother uh it goes live July seventh, I will hopefully be doing some <sighs> big brother coverage, so yeah, same actually. It- I'm glad to be back in the swing of things with you, Matt. I'm glad we will be here every week. And um, on top of that, we'll be doing some other things. So uh, everybody stay tuned. Please uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. Uh, you can find us at the Wrestling Rehab Ups podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Um, again, you can email us and we might read your email. Send your e- e- email to wrestling at robhasawebsite.com uh, Matt, would you want to take over for the rest of our plugs?
3: Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I would say is that beyond emailing us at wrestling dot at com, you could tweet us. Um, you could use hashtag wrestling up. I mean, probably even better if you just tag us at wrestling up um, mm-hmm. at Mari talks too much at Matt yes. Scott TW, Um you know, I I've mentioned before I'm an RHAP patron yes. um, and, you know, typically we recommend for people to join at the start of the month to get the most out of all of the content. But you know what? I, I mean, I think I probably joined as a patron in the middle of a month in June. So, I mean, hey, like, show up, do what you yes. want to do. We're good people. It's a great community of people.
2: Go join the RHAP Patreon. Um, Become an RHAP patron uh, where you can get access to uh, the Discord, the the patron Discord, the uh, patron Facebook. Uh, We will hopefully be um, doing a few watch parties. So if you want to catch us there, um, uh, join the Patreon. Join us on Discord for the watch parties. Tell them the Wrestling Rehap-Up sent you. Please. Tell them we sent you. Tell Um, them. uh, (laughs) Other than that, (laughs) watch out for any flying elbows and we'll see you next week.
0: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void rope prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance.